took some time to love myself, embracing this melanin. And now I thank God for the beauty of this skin. I've never worked with Monique in terms of a group, but I do know that Monique has very grand visions, but her thoughts are way more grand than her execution is. Cause now that, cause now that I've got, oh, crunchy monkey. Can I just get that one part out? It's supposed to go, cause now that I got, cause now that I got love on free Oh, everybody. Okay, we've got time for one more. If you don't nail that, I'm gonna be personally offended. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. This is your moment. This is what Eminem was talking about in Eight Mile. Okay. Here we go. Cause now that I got love, I'm free indeed. Boom. Yes, bitch. Oh. Awesome. Well, this was a very inspiring and dramatic and somewhat suspenseful moment. And I thought, well, good for you, Monique Hart. Look at this winner's edit. You're getting this episode. Oh, just kidding. You wore that jacket. Bottom two. Oh, she wore the jacket. She ruined Aaliyah's pants, which wasn't even the full look from the video. So disrespectful. So disrespectful. Oh. She, you know, she didn't get it. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, no, but. Unbelievable. But, but to this clip, uh, yeah, she sounded great. It was such a fun moment when they all sung together um what intrigued me the most was actually what monet said just before uh monique kind of took the stage um and she says uh oof oh here it is um monique has very grand visions her thoughts are way more grand than her execution is what are your thoughts on monet's take on her season 10 sister um, I mean, I think it's a, I think if you're going to critique someone, I think that's a fair place to start. It's like, okay, I see, I see your vision. I see your intentions. Uh, no shame, no, no shame there. No judgment there. I think the execution could be stronger, you know? And I feel like that kind of feedback with, with specific examples is very helpful. Uh, I don't think Monet was being shady. I think that that was a, a fair assessment. And I think also there is, I think there's some truth to that. I think I think Monique has very big ideas of what she wants to to show and what she wants to do and I think for one reason or the other it's it's a little bit of like when you order it on the internet versus when it comes, you know? Oh, I see what you mean. Um yeah, for, for me, it's not necessarily her singing ability. I thought she sounded great. Oh, that uh, let me just say best voice of the night in terms of this cast. Yeah. Yes, I agree. Yeah. Um and put a pin on Monet for a second, but just to talk about her execution, I think, yeah, it comes down to perhaps the looks, perhaps the choreography, which for this group was just not as together as the other group. Uh, and so when it comes to her grand vision, the whole big picture, yeah, Monique uh, might need some editing. She might need just some more focus to really execute in a more, I don't know, a, uh, uh, an easier way yeah. uh, than, than mishmashing to get there in a way. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think that she but, has the, the drive and the energy and the talent, but I think, and I think we saw all of that in the challenge and we saw all of it in the performance. I'm, I'm having a hard time seeing where else she failed other than not being able to take her coat off. Like I was, I don't know. I just I don't know how this was a bottom two performance when I feel like her voice, I had the same reaction to hearing her sing as I did to seeing Valentina dance. Like, it was the standout of the group. 
Sure, sure. Uh, yeah, her her vocal was great. I I do think at least that run through of it because I'm sure they filmed this twice. Yeah. But Monique, she was right in front of Stacy Lane, so it kind of looked weird when she was like getting down there and then pulling off the jacket. Yeah, I will say her runway also. You know, on the Hot Take episode, I was like, ugh, Monique, Monique, Monique. And then looking back and kind of thinking about what that category is, she didn't need to have a reveal. She just needed something that was like Kennedy goddamn Davenport perfection, yeah. right? And so it was almost like she she had the reveal, and then you could see the Spanx line. You could see the the, the breastplate lines. And she didn't need to have that reveal. And then even before she had the reveal, it was basically like blue crab legs. I had the same thought. I had blue crab realness. Yeah. (laughs) Blue crab. Yeah. Uh, Not red crab. Blue crab. No, it was blue crab. Uh, Yeah. Sasha Sasha Bell was the lobster, right? So this is blue crab. Yeah, crab's back. Yeah. (laughs) Crab's back. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But shh. Um, yeah, so <laughs> her throwing her, her shells, yeah, <laughs> yes, her shells, um, <laughs> her claws, yeah, <laughs> uh, but yeah, so, so, so when you think about that execution, it's like, oh, Monique, you're almost there, yeah. right? You're almost there, uh, you know, her wig falling off, right? Like, yeah. even, even to that lip sync, it's just like, well, oh, you're almost there, there's it. The vision is there, and then it just doesn't execute. She just uh, somehow falls short. So I don't know if that uh, had a reason why she was in the bottom two. I don't think that the jacket... There were other people that should have been in the bottom two over Monique for that jacket moment. Yeah. Um, but perhaps they wanted something more uh, dramatic between Farah and Monique. Uh, who knows? Uh, because Monique even says it in Talking Head uh, during the deliberation. She's like... Was I really that bad? Yeah, because her vocal was was fantastic, and I even in this the the recording with Leland, it it sounded great, and it seemed like they were setting her up for something fabulous. That's what I was kind of expecting, but I also have seen Drag Race set queens up for massive failure when they're a little too cocky about being a captain or about their performance, and I right. feel like. Monique was giving them the cockiness that they like to kind of throw back in a queen's face in the narrative editing of like when she says, oh, I've got this. I'm going to be fine. It's like, oh, be confident, but don't be cocky. Yeah, I feel like, you know, in, in the in the morality tale of Drag Race, that's <laughs> that's like the running theme is you can't be too confident. Yeah. Yeah. You have to understand your limits, understand where you are. Um, I Just to go back to the pin in Monet, it's just interesting that we saw this issue or non-issue with Monique singing and then Monet goes up and she's like you know I want to make up for last week I'm a fierce vocalist and then she raps now I understand that rap is a vocal but Mm -hmm. Monet is a trained singer like I'm just surprised she didn't sing was she directed not to sing did she not that her rap was bad her rap was brilliant it was so well executed she had levels it was so fun to watch and listen to uh, and easy to listen to much more than the other raps, right? This is somebody with experience, but I'm just surprised that she didn't sing. Um, And I have a lot more to say about Monique talking about other singers and past drag race history, but uh, Monique certainly is on that list. Oh, in terms of great singers. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. And in terms of Monet, you know, she started doing 
you know, kind of recap videos, like I think it's called the Monet Expose. And she was talking about the first episode and how she got a lot of feedback from folks saying, you know, that they wish that she had sung because they knew she had, uh, a, a, she was a trained vocalist. And she was like, you know, if I knew that we were going to be performing for veterans, what I would have done is I would have done an opera version of the Star Spangled Banner Thank and I would have, and I would have turned it out and it would have been amazing. And I was like, if you did that, you would have won that challenge. Ugh. Hands down would have won that challenge. Oh my God. The drag of opera. It's like, please. And to do the Star Spangled Banner, like, you know, in that challenge, you know, in that venue, for you know what I mean RuPaul loves that shit like it would and if you could drag it up somewhere while still you know being respectful I think you right. could I mean such a good idea but hindsight's yeah. twenty twenty. and, and so you to your know, point I yeah. uh, a second opportunity to sing and it was like okay so when are we gonna hear that voice girl yeah. <laughs> I mean, she can sing. We've heard her on social media. We've heard her live. Like, she's a great vocalist. Mm -hmm. You know, going back to last week, she, they obviously did it twice. Uh, and that was her best take, I'm assuming. Um, they didn't pick yeah, her worst take. I don't think she talked about it in that video. But yeah, I I did hear things about that regarding Farah, though. Oh, sure. I think, yeah. Right. Um, I think it was like on... I guess it was on Race Chaser. I know Willem had spilled some tea. Did you hear about that? Yeah, what tea doesn't... Willem I know, if I had a nickel every time I heard yeah. Willem spilled some tea. Yeah, yeah, you know, and who knows how much of it is tea and how much of it is, you know, just yeah. air. But, yeah. um, and no Crystal shade light. to Willem. <laughs> yeah, Crystal Light. No shade to Willem. It's just, you know, he's 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 got a big mouth. Uh, and that's fine. You know, he, he's serving some teas, doing whatever job he thinks he needs to be done. Um, but uh, in terms of Farah, yeah, she, she didn't complete. Uh, the second run through. That's what I'd heard. Yeah, 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 that it was like she, she was got like, the boa fucking stuff. boa, and then like <laughs> yeah. didn't even finish. Yeah, <laughs> I wish I would have loved to see this fucking boa. <laughs> I could hear her saying that. I mean, what about it? What what a meme, you know? <laughs> yeah, what a meme. Oh man, this fucking boa. this fucking boa. <laughs> Oh, but she, but anyway, so uh, M Monique is set up and and completely gooped and gagged. Uh, she was, I think, surprised that she was on the bottom and they, they, that they picked on her for the coat, for yeah. the goddamn coat. And you know what? I, I get how people loved when Valentino said, you know, oh, she's disrespectful to Aaliyah. It's like I can count many, many, many other artists that were quote unquote disrespected by a drag look and not for nothing. But Monique's look, if you go and you see the look that she's kind of quoting, it's more of the Tommy Hilfiger ad mm -hmm. rather than the dust yourself off because the dust yourself off did not feature the red coat. The dust yourself off had the leather pants that were very tight fitting, right. which Monet did not have. But in the Tommy Hilfiger ad, she had the red coat and then very baggy jeans. So you could see that it was kind of this mishmash of two looks. Oh, it's interesting. Uh, yeah. And, and I didn't then, know that. and then, and then you understand Michelle being like, Oh, it's very TLC. I wouldn't have corrected Michelle. No, I would have said you, <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> this is the best TLC. That's you, right. You, you betcha. Got it, Michelle. Yeah. You got it. You're you an got expert. It. <laughs> <laughs> you know everything about 90s rap, don't you? <laughs> what do I got to say to get me off this stage and say for another week? Christ. <laughs> Stunning. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, don't go chasing waterfalls. No. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, stick to the uh, '90s R&B references that you're used to. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, precisely. Well, with that, uh, Mary, why don't we jump into this really fabulous second episode of All Stars 4 and tell our Marys what they're listening to. Well, they are, of course, listening to another episode of All Right, Mary. All Right, Mary. All Right, Mary, which is, of course, our podcast dedicated to all things Drag Race, the world of Drag Race, and the paradigm that RuPaul has created with this little beady beady TV show. I'm Johnny. And I'm Colin. And... And Oh, go ahead. Oh, excuse me. Oh, should I pause? <laughs> well, I'm sorry. I'm just so excited to tell our Marys a very special announcement. Oh, uh, oh. Well, we're we're being interrupted of our regular scheduled programming to bring you a very special announcement. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Hold up. <laughs> What'd you say about uh, <laughs> what'd you say about what'd you say about whole special presents? <laughs> what'd you say? <laughs> I don't even know. What'd you say about dragging? You know the um, rest. <laughs> so the the announcement is, uh, Marys uh, and new listeners. Um, All right, Mary will be having a very special live show. Uh, as part of the Listen Up Podcast Festival in Portland, uh, we will be recording and performing, I guess, um, at mm. Darcell's, which is a, a the oldest drag queen, quote unquote, uh, bar in Portland on Saturday, February 16th. Uh, now, don't get me wrong. We are not the only podcast a part of this festival. There are many, 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 many other fabulous podcasts part of this pop up. Uh, festival um, but we will be performing sometime in the afternoon stay tuned for the exact time we're still trying to nail down that time at Darcells. but uh, if you want any more information on how to get tickets and all the other podcasts you can follow uh, the listen up podcast festival uh, at, on twitter at listen up pdx that's listen up pdx you know the rest um uh, or you can visit their website at listenupportland.com. Um, just to wet your whistles, uh, we the other podcasts being featured are Guys We Fucked, uh, Bull's Eye with Jesse Thorne, The Sporkful, The Doughboys, Yo Is This Racist, uh, White Wine True Crime, Smart Mouth, She's Crafty, Food for Thought, uh, and many, many, many more, uh, and including... Yours truly, All Right Mary, will be performing. All right, Mary. And and just to be clear, this is Portland, Oregon, you know, for our Mainers uh, <laughs> and adjacent. We're going to be on the other side of the country. But hey, you never know. You know, we might just take this thing national. So That's right. That's right. Yeah, I'm super excited. I cannot wait to just, first of all, see Portland. I've heard only great things. Sure. And two, take All Right Mary, you know, on the road a little bit. Yeah, we'd love to to meet any listeners that want to come up. Bring your friends, bring your kids. Uh, we will be recording the episode live and then putting it out on the podcast. So if you can't make it, don't worry. You will still be in our hearts and minds uh, and you will get to hear it. Yeah, yeah. So uh, obviously that's coming up uh, in a couple of months. So we'll be talking about it again. But we wanted to just give you a little heads up now. Uh, yeah. But stay tuned for more. Yeah, come on, Portland. Listen up, Portland. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so anyway, let's go back to our regularly scheduled program uh, and figure out this episode, Mary. I, it, it was a slow burn for me. Do you mm -hmm. agree? I think that it was, yes, I think that it was a slow burn. That's a good question. Was it a slow burn? I think that it was, I thought it was going to be about, okay, well, Rollback. I knew something was going to happen because of the preview from last week in the workroom with Farah and Gia. Oh, so I knew sure. something would happen. But 
then as we got into the episode, I think my my attention was diverted to other things so that when shit went down, I was like, oh, right, this. And, like, I think that actually, like, increased the impact, you know? Yeah, like, when they were... When Valentina won, Monet won, and then we were setting up like who was going to go home and the Farah Valentina conundrum and then Gia Gunn just continuing to jump the boom, boom gun. Oh, um, I mean, she is just the boom, boom machine gun. Like she yeah. is just unstoppable. <laughs> and that workroom confrontation between Oof. Gia, Farah, Monique. Monique Hart serving best supporting actress realness. <laughs> uh, I like, I just, I will go back to that scene often. And much like how season five had that lip sync extravaganza challenge where they lip synced untucked episodes. Sure. This is prime for whenever they want to do that challenge again. Uh, yes. Uh, I'm very excited just to see more memes of, of this confrontation. Um, I will say also that we got the first lip sync between two miscongenialities. One yeah. of them was a very anticipated lip sync because we hadn't seen Valentina really lip sync before on the show and we didn't really know how it was going to go down. And we knew that Monet is like a lip sync assassin. I had been calling this from the beginning that like Monet better win some challenges so we can see her lip sync because to have her on the show and not have her lip sync would be, you know, a waste. Oh, I agree. And I, I, I think that's a nice act one gun for when we get to the lip sync, because I think what we ended up getting was, um, uh, it was an interest. I think I knew what was going on. You know what I mean? Mm, I see. I see. But we'll get to that. We'll get there. Let's jump into this episode. Uh, so they come back in the workroom. They all put on their, all stars for personalities, uh, and Jasmine has gone. Yeah. Um, well, and, and you know, according to you know Monique Hart, the goopery, the gaggery, it is real. Mm. I, I I just have to say up front, Monique Hart is killing the talking head game. She sure. continues to this entire episode. Yeah. And uh, her affinity for being gooped is she's a queen right on my alley. Yeah, I I do have an honorable mention for Gia Gunn. I, I have a new role for us, and that is not a producer, that is not a commentator, that is not a narrator, but it is a writer. A who? Uh, I think I think Gia Gunn will be the writer of All Stars. Writer. 4. She will be a writer because she a is producer. writing. Not a producer. She is writing some of these stories. So. Uh, we'll get into All that. Right. Um, I do want to talk about one little nuance, and I've already made a gif of it. When Trinity says, you know, I'm not a crier. And then Manila just kind of like glances away and then looks forward for a second and then looks back. It's so good. It is. I don't know if I like it more when the queens break the fourth wall or when they do that. It is It is such a tiny nuance. And it is now it is the nuance to beat of All Stars 4. <laughs> Of my favorite micro moment is when Manila has a like, oh my, are you kidding me? Eye bulge. <laughs> it's, uh, it, yeah, it was perfection. Yeah. Oh, so good. I, I just can't wait to react to so many things using that gif. Uh, yeah, she, yeah. It's, it's done so well. And there's many other shots uh, sprinkled throughout the episode. Whenever crying comes up, they show Manila, which I think is interesting. Yeah, she, it, like, I feel like they cut back to her as like, how how real is this drama? How like how how would a rational person be reacting to this drama? Sure. You know what I mean? I feel like that's what it's going back to. It either goes back to Manila for that, or we get a talking head of Latrice Royale 
And I am not convinced Latrice is actually in this competition. I think she's Agreed. just here to, to – I think she's like BB. She's like the mole. I think she's just yeah. here to comment and throw delightful shade. Yeah, I don't know. I, uh, there's there's something about Latrice. Just, yeah, just kind of occasionally commenting. She comments on Valentina's ass later. You know, it's all just very oh, yeah. um, easy stuff. She's not really commenting necessarily on the action. It's – or at least not narrating it. It's just sort of reactions that are um, easy. Uh, yeah. But Ma- it, but Manila if, Manila's eyes say, are. S- what's that? Oh, Manila's eyes are serving truth. So. Oh, agreed. Whereas Latrice, I feel like her talking heads are kind of like pop up video. It's just like <laughs> a little blurb that comes up and says, "Nope, I don't think so." And then like. You know, like how rude. Yeah, like I, I love I, I love the '90s style, right? Where it's yes, like yes. all of a sudden there's you know ant and he's like i can stand this video yeah. right 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 yeah or they they cut to like tony basil being like i remember when i filmed that i was tanked uh and uh or it's like when they would do the like the rue visiting seasons i that's oh, like, i don't sure. even know if that's an accurate tony basil impression is that is that am I, is that that's the mickey singer uh, yeah i don't know I mean, guys maybe, maybe that's yeah a, maybe that's an impression <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm i'm rolling in a whole new wheelhouse but uh when they would do the they're like revisiting a season on uh logo they would have like the edits with rupaul popping in with like yeah. those pre-recorded responses right right michelle yeah, yeah right yeah Ugh. um every now and then you got some funny ones but otherwise it was just another reason to keep watching it but yeah yeah, yeah otherwise it was what'd you say about drag you <laughs> Well, changed a lot of lives. Yeah, three seasons. Three seasons. <laughs> um, Monet uh, goes in on Trinity, basically, basically saying like, "Girl, it's all part of the game. Like, why are you crying? Like, why is this hard?" I feel like you. I don't know. I don't know how much is produced or not. Um, whether queens are pretending that it's hard or or what. I, I can't imagine that it is actually easy. So I wonder if Monet is you know, going to feel really what that's like, or if she's going to be as cutthroat, you know, as she says she is. She's like, you might lose a friendship here and there, girl, but you'll be $10,000 richer. You could buy some more friends. Yeah. Well, I mean, she kind of learns the lesson even by the end because she has like a a talking head while she's like picking out the the lipstick. And granted, I think the picking out the lipstick like voiceovers are maybe a little bit more produced because it's such a moment that they have to produce. Right. But I feel like, you know, it's easy for Monet to say that like, girl, you, you know, this is how it is. Like, you got to just, like, you know, not worry about your friends. But then, ironically, Monet is in a situation where she could send her friend home, you know? And she's not gonna. <laughs> well, that was the question mark I put is they were – there was something very vague about her and Monique's conversation before the elimination where I was like, why are we not seeing a defi- – why, why are we seeing such, like, a Mona Lisa, Katya versus Alaska and All-Stars 2 moment? Yeah. Why is this, like, party, you know? Yeah, I, I don't know why – they they didn't show the whole thing it's they definitely could have there was no question that they were like all right don't worry you're not going home i'll send farah home yeah like, no i would be shocked if because i feel like no matter what i even with monet's critiques i feel like she still saw that like farah just wasn't competing at the same level sure sure yeah. and monet i think was also very supportive of farah uh throughout the episode at least yeah, uh, but, you know, I have when notes it comes on down that. To, when it comes down to it, it's like, yeah, I'm not going to send my friend home because she had trouble with a jacket and a great vocal. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, Charlie. Yeah. Um, so uh, I did find out, I think many of our Marys also know now, Monique didn't toss the wig. She didn't do the wig toss on purpose. 
uh, and Trinity had the glitter, which I didn't know after the episode, but that, that was all cleared up by Trinity. She, Trinity had the glitter at the same time that Monet tossed it up. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. So, so it was not the wig wasn't supposed to come off at all? No. All right. Well, that is, um, that is good to know. Um, <laughs> well, that little beautiful bitch was lucky today. <laughs> Let's just cut to that talking head right there. Seriously, Let's talk about Gia for a second. Seriously. Uh, right after we hear Farrah say, literally, watch out. I'm about to fuck shit up. And I'm just like, oh. okay, I love you. You're adorable. We know you're not going to fuck shit up. Right. Uh, but this when is kind of like. say that, it never happens. <laughs> yeah. Th- yeah. Like Candy Ho. I'm going to just have to untuck, act a fool, and go crazy. That's and right. then like cut to. <laughs> None of those things. Cut to her rubbing, you know, her being on all stars in everybody's faces. Not all. Yeah, stars. cut to this her trying funny. to like finish her tagline in the van while it drives away. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, but yeah, so Gia, that little beautiful bitch, was lucky today. But this is a show about talent, and looking pretty isn't enough. You know, I. Oh, she says if she's just relying on that beauty, someone's going to serve it to her soon. I just think that's so interesting coming from Gia, and I have a lot more thoughts that might spill over into nuance uh, about Gia reading Farah for being beautiful because mm-hmm. Gia, that's all she's serving is being beautiful and, and getting this villain edit. Yeah. Well, you know, I think that one of the th- you know, just sort of a theory is like Gia, especially as a writer is she's trying out all these different types of villain to, you know, performances and I say villain in quotes to the point where she's actually kind of quoting other drag race villains like this is a Fifi quote she says this to Willem where she says this is a show about talent not about you know wearing shoes or you know buying shoes or something like that so in some ways it almost feels like Gia is a studied villain like Mm. it's almost like how Sasha Bell came in feeling like she cracked the code in a way it's like Gia has cracked a different type of code like there's something there's something reminiscent of other villains that have worked in the past I that, see. She's, that she's pulling from. You know? I see. Yeah. And, and I'll get more into that because I do think that it is certainly put on. It's certainly an armor that she's creating being mm-hmm. on the show again and being who she is going through the journey that she's gone through. Uh, but I will say that the nuance that like my new thing that I love uh, that Gia does when you know when like gay guys or anybody snaps they just kind of like flick their arm flick their Mm -hmm. arm and snap gia juts out her arm very straight and then snaps just once it's just like it's just like this very calm like "Mm." and i i just love that so much i remember seeing her do that in one of the talking heads similar to that uh there's a there's a gif of her snapping uh, from season six, it's a lot more aggressive of her being like, yes, work, bitch, or something like that. <laughs> and it's her doing the same arm gesture, but she's, you know, snapping. She, it's like, she's got it, a lot to snap about. You know? it's, it's like a Harry Potter one. It's like Lumos, mm-hmm. you know, it's like mm-hmm. Avada Kedavra, you know, and yeah. I, I just love all that. And then, you know, what's interesting about the editing, and I, I think we might have talked about this on the hot take, but it's like they're editing Gia's evilness and then... Because she has this beautiful laugh, this evil, fun, loving laugh at the end of this whole little clip that is Mm -hmm. clearly spliced in where she's just laughing and she looks gorgeous. Uh, And I just feel like she's saying all these shady things and then laughing about it, you know, and and, in not a maniacal way. 
so you feel like that laugh that we saw was spliced in from a different time or was was part of this conversation yeah maybe i felt I, I felt like I had read it as being part of the same speech. And we talked about this on the hot take episode where this felt to me like when a daughter would laugh after like doing a talking head where she's that's, like, I'm from a zoo's. I'll cut a bitch. But then she laughs and you know, that's, that she's like, she doesn't believe the bit. She's yeah. That's what she, I mean. That's what I, yeah. Mean. And I think that I do think that Gia is, it, it's very similar. And I think you can see it. Obviously this was filmed a while ago, but I mean, you look on social media now and like she, she, you know, tweeted at Farah, you're beautiful and you're amazing and I love you. And um, it just, it's, I don't think that's just a matter of like, oh, we've patched things up. I think it's just because we are watching a performance right, right. now. Right. Yeah. It's, it's reality TV in quotes. I mean, this is very drag race. It, it's interesting to me. So many people are coming for Gia because don't get me wrong. Like if you don't like Gia and what she's doing and the villain that she is and the character that she's playing on TV, or even if you think that's really her, like more power to you. But yeah. nobody's nobody was reading Raven when she was bullying all of the girls on season two. Yeah, no, really. I mean, I think that, uh, It'll be it'll be interesting to see like once Gia's storyline finishes on this season to kind of go back and compare her to some of the other infamous quote unquote bullies. You know, like I think I think comparing her to how Raven behaved on season two. I think um, you know we haven't done season a Roxy, three yet. A Roxy, well, Roxy with certainly, Jinx, but yeah, we haven't done season three. But there's a lot of bullying in season three. That's a okay. that's a pretty cutthroat season. Yeah, with um, the boogers and the heathers. Yeah, yeah, of course. yeah, yeah. So I mean, I think that it's interesting to compare how it gets responded to or interpreted or accepted depending on the queen and what are, what else they're bringing to the competition maybe, you know? Sure, sure. I mean, and the argument also against what I'm saying is, yeah, that was Drag Race then. And I think Manila brings this into the fold later when she's like, yeah, you know what? I tried that bullying the weak one and mm -hmm. it doesn't work. Trust me, I tried it. And it's like, yeah, okay, season three, to, uh, season five even. And then after that, when you see that happening, it, it, it doesn't go well. It doesn't it doesn't work. Yeah. Yeah. And I also think that, you know, audiences uh, have a chance to respond more and they're able to hear responses right. more and get a sense of like this really isn't working. And so, I mean, no doubt, especially like this season, I'm sure we'll see it in season 11 there. Even the inclusion of Stacey Lane Matthews is really a response to things they've gotten from the audience on social media. They would have sure. never gotten onto this idea on their own. This is a this is a meme, you know. Yeah, right. I I totally understand. They're they're they are starting to write and produce the show with the fans in mind, which is a smart thing, and also sometimes just a little lukewarm, right? Um, yeah. To to include this villain and know that it's somewhat edited and somewhat produced. I think that there's that meme going around that's showing the the fan gif or the fan meme of, of Gia smiling after uh -huh. Farrah falls actually wasn't probably in response to Farrah falling. Um, so there's all of that. And yeah, I, 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 you know, when I think about the fandom, when I think about fan backlash and how the show is responding to it, you know, I, I'm curious to see more. I'm curious to see what happens actually more on season 11 because um, I think that that is a different type of worm, uh, different type of beast. Uh, yeah. Whereas All-Stars 4, there's history, there's redemption, there's a lot of other fans that have, have been fans and will stay fans. So I think that All-Stars 4 is a little different. It is kind of the chance for the TV show to just kind of quote itself and to kind of 
kind of let their hair out and just have a little bit of fun because it's it's not necessarily a talent competition anymore. It's a reality show where they're just giving queens another platform. Yeah, and I think in terms of this idea of of conflicts and bullying and fights in the workroom and and uh, how people respond to it. Um, I think we'll probably end up digging into that more in nuance because that's where we're going to really get into that workroom fight. So, sure, um, sure. so maybe we'll like, yes, let's pick that up in nuance and scoot on to the next day workroom entrances. Scandalous. I loved when Monique came in and she's like, why'd y'all do it without me? <laughs> oh yeah, that was cute. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, Kind of, I mean, I think this is in, in theme with what we were just talking about in terms of over time how things change. We start to see a queen like Valentina realize, oh, the workroom entrance is an entrance look every episode. Yes. You need to take advantage of this. There's fashion moments in the workroom as well that are available. Yes. And people are noticing those too. And I, I mean, you got, I mean, she has the same kind of gumption that like Shangela does to like find an opportunity. And I am not that bold and I really admire someone who's like, I don't care if this makes me look pushy or makes me look ridiculous. Like I have a moment to seize here and I'm just going to own it 110%. And cut I cut to I, cut to Laganja wearing the mustache. You got to do it right. Right. Like you got to <laughs> do it. Like if you show up with that mustache, then I'm going to be like, <laughs> or the, uh, the, the thing on her Shut head, <laughs> the thing on her head that Bianca reads are for. Oh yeah. That like potholder. Yeah. Or no, the, the no smoking sign. Oh, and the no smoking and sign. And the no smoking Both, sign. Yeah. Yes. But in, in, uh, the opposite of that, of course, is that Valentina is showing up with like looks like she's oh, coming sure. in with like fashion. Well, she knows Lucas cameras action. Yeah. Like, she knows. Um, I do love the nuance of her Catwoman entrance with just Gia smiling behind her, so amused. Oh, I don't think I noticed that, that Gia was just kind of... She was just, like, loving it, just, like, yeah. kind of watching her as an audience member. Um, yeah. And just to throw some Valentina shade, those Catwoman pants are offensive to Catwoman, okay? Oh, yeah. <laughs> to Michelle Pfeiffer herself. To say nothing of Julie Newmar. <laughs> Thanks for everything, Valentina. <laughs> <laughs> no, she looked cute in all seriousness. Yeah, but like I no, just no. wanted to, to go there. <laughs> well, you know, Latrice was not feeling the the butt cheeks reveal. What is the with- line was when they were passing out little Debbie snack cake, she missed the line. <laughs> and that's when I was like, is Latrice even in this competition? Like because I don't need anything else. I'm good. You can go home. You know, I don't know what's all the reading about asses. I mean, first it was little Farah, and now it's Valentina. It's like, girls, you know, every ass is a little bit different. Yeah, right? <laughs> it's like, I don't know. I thought they both looked fine. Like, yeah. I thought there were no issues. Not, I don't mean that in a shady way. I thought they both have really cute butts and yeah, show it off, butts. you know? Yeah. You like to show it off then. Sorry, that's a showgirls quote. Oh, is um, that? Okay. In uh, speaking of workroom looks, I just want to say that Gia's skirt, she looked so adorable. Yeah. And and so interesting that she looks so adorable that you just want to hug her. And then she's this like vicious villain, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. She's this like, the, yeah, this sweet little, you know, this little blossom. And then it's like, nope, she's a snapdragon. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Venus flytrap. Venus yeah. flytrap. Yeah. Um. I before I forget, I do want to note. I uh, I guess Trixie's doing all the pit stops this year, this season. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and so I watched the one for this episode today. Love the look. Love the helmet hair. But I also love that she's called her Gia Gum. <laughs> Next up, Gia Gum. <laughs> so now oh. that's it. Gia Gum. 
<laughs> like uh, what did she call Ms. Cracker? Mix Cracker? Oh yeah, uh, yeah, Mitts, yeah, Mitts, Mitts, yeah, Mitts, Mitts yeah but it was like on purpose. Like next I know, Gia, Gia Gum, Gia Gum, <laughs> so, Gia Gum. Um, I do um, think, I, and back to Gia, Gia's skirt look. It's just interesting. And I think one of our Marys mentioned this in an email, but um, you have all of these boys and then one girl. And I just think in terms of Drag Race history, like this is a pretty iconic workroom picture, right? That you have, you know, a a woman standing next to all these boys. And then, of course, that one woman is, you know, the dark horse. uh, Yeah. I mean, yeah, she doesn't just... She doesn't just like blend in. She like sticks out right. for different reasons. Right. I mean, I think it was that same feeling that a lot of people had with the holiday special of seeing uh, Sonique. Sonique. It was like, oh, yeah. oh, that's so cool. There's a woman in the room. Right. And right. I think. A woman presenting. Right. A woman, yeah. I, yeah, I probably were misstepping, but. Well, I don't think we're misstepping. It's just like, you know, Peppermint obviously came on as trans, but yes. she wasn't necessarily always presenting, uh, you know, in, in one way. Right, and there were times, you know, Sasha Valore was wearing very, you know, flowy little gowns in the workroom. So it's right. like, but here is Gia, they're Sonique, they've had, you know, uh, significant transitional surgery, they are, you know, presenting as women, they are feeling their their women fantasy in the workroom, and we have not seen that in many years. Totally. In any yeah. years. So, uh, right. yeah, it's cool to see it back to back, you know? Right. Um there is when RuPaul talks about the singing challenge. I don't know if you noticed this little cut to Valentina. Uh, she's kind of holding her ears and pretending to sing, kind of like uh, Mariah Carey. Oh no, I did not see that. These little reaction shots, I I'm just really enjoying. And I will say, Manila's reactions are either total cringe or total joy. Yeah, I I. I typically have that feeling with Manila that there's moments like I always think of even though we haven't done season three I always think of that singing challenge because it's like the criminum of season three of when she says can we get some auto-tune up in here because then they show it they show it in the commercial break then they show her saying it again oh, like, sure. get it get the auto-tune sure. Sure. Uh, so she has those moments where I'm like oh god Manila like you're such a gouda but then other times <laughs> I'm into it you know gouda <laughs> Oh, I love Gouda. Oh, that's yeah. like a She's the Man reference. My favorite's Gouda. Um, oh, is it? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, now, is this, has Rue entered the room yet? Or is this just responding to the video message? Well, she's, yeah, she has entered the room when they do that singing thing. Yeah. That, yes. When Valentina does that, yeah. I took the note on like that RuPaul's suit was giving me coloring books for adults realness. Did you notice? Oh, it? yeah. Yeah. Right? I was like, I just want to get like a like a 12-pack of colored pencils and work through my Sunday night anxiety on your suit. Totally. You know? Things 2017 would say. You know what oh, I mean? Oh, yeah, like... totally. Back when adult, <laughs> adult coloring books was enough. <laughs> yeah, like, right, right. Going into 2019, oh. it was it's like... <laughs> It's you know. like, oh God, yeah, I, I'm, I, I'm gonna use it to wipe my ass now. Like, yeah, I, I, yeah. I just, Wait till the morphine oh. drip kicks in. You know, exactly. It's... I mean, I'm not gonna lie. Like, I have two adult coloring books in my desk right now. But uh, yes. Oh, I, I, I have like you. three. Yeah, I, I love them. <laughs> but I, the only reason I can make that reference is because I've tried, I've used them, and they're great. But they're great. Yeah. Things have advanced. <laughs> oh, Colored pencils. Right. <laughs> Rose oh. art just won't do at these trying times. <laughs> Yeah, I need like the actual Dora the Explorer coloring book, you know, like yeah, I need I, something even easier. And Yeah. Even, <laughs> you know? Don't give me this Paisley challenge. I just went through 2018. Like, let me just fill in some basic blocks of like a teddy bear having soup. <laughs> 
I can handle that. Uh, chicken soup for the teddy bear soul. That's all um, I want. Yeah. <laughs> I feel you, Mary. Yeah. Um, so moving right along, they pick the teams. Uh, there was one very funny moment during this team picking challenge. Uh, I call it the team picking challenge because it is a challenge, mm-hmm. um, especially if you are a student who is an introvert. But anyway, so yes. um, Trinity picks Valentina and Valentina's like, ah, ooh, brrr, and purrs. And then Monique picks Monet and then Monet <laughs> does the same thing. Oh, I didn't notice that. <laughs> She kind of mocks Valentina. Right, right. It was very, it was very kind of like, oh, oh God, I fucking love Monet. Kind of. Oh, yeah. Things, yeah. She has a moment later. I mean, she has so many moments, but there's a moment later where I'm like, God, you are just like, is anyone more charming than Monet Exchange? Like, <laughs> is know, it she's possible? So she's so, so sweet. <laughs> yeah. um, uh, Gia gets picked last. She, uh, you know what? I think she puts on a really good front. And takes the last pick really gracefully. You should like, oh, I'm going to show you how the real tuck is done. Like, I just, she didn't, like, look sad. She didn't, like, be angry about it. Obviously, she was annoyed in the talking head. But, you know, in the right. moment, she didn't show that. Uh, yeah, like, that's was fine. That's where she plays the card of, like, well, maybe they're just intimidated by me. And that's, like, another classic kind of villain line. Like, she's trying that out. Right. Um, and I do, I mean, I think kind of to your point about, like, seeing someone presenting as a woman in the workroom Having a joke like I'm going to show you how a real talk is done from like a post-op transsexual woman, I think is like, oh, okay, we have <laughs> never had that joke in the workroom before, and I'm living for it what? because it has such a place in this space, you know? Yes, like totally. It just like I feel like in any, in so many other drag situations, that joke would would be common in a way, you know, because right, it's like right. having trans women in drag or in the you know in the dressing room is just like part of the gig. Yeah, it's like the only one in the room that could make that joke to Trinity the Tuck Taylor would be yeah. Gina Gunn. Yeah. So it's kind of like a great moment. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. Um, all right. So then we get introduced to another trans girl um, uh, on this season. Stacey James, Stacey Lane Matthews comes mm-hmm. out and it's this big reveal. Everybody's gooped, gagged uh, and excited that that Stacey is there. Now, I know that you have some thoughts about Stacey Lane Matthews uh, being added to this episode. What, what's what's up? Why is she on this episode? Good question. So I think my thoughts are this. Now, let me say, I know that a lot of people love Stacey and there's like a, a, a much, quite quite a bit, a lot of reverence, reverence for her. Um, I think that she is a very sweet, very humble queen. I think that uh, she just has a different energy than a lot of other queens that I think right. is very relatable because I think in some ways it's like Stacey Lane Matthews from Back Swamp feels like it's like the road to Hollywood from Stacey Lane for Stacey Lane is so long for the her to get there. I think that she really represents a lot of people or a lot of people connect with that. Right. And I think that's really cool. And I, to me, that's, <clears throat> that's why a lot of people have a deep reverence for Stacey Lane Matthews. I, we have obviously not recapped season three officially on all right, Mary, but obviously I've seen it. And like Stacey Lane Matthews doesn't do like a poor job necessarily in the season, but I I think we could all agree that it's not like she was like robbed on on season three. Mm. I think that um, her her looks weren't always kind of. I mean, if it got down to the top four, even, and you have Raja, Manila, Luzon, Alexis Mateo, and Stacey Lane Matthews, I'm sorry, but like these are different levels of drag. That would be like saying Pheromone was in the top three of All Stars four. Sure great queen i just don't know if she's at the level of her competitors in the competition right and so i think 
my understand my question is what is it what is it that people are genuinely that people are like oh my god she's queen henny 2020 all that like other than the fact that she's really sweet and very likable and had great um, one-liners in season three and had some great one-liners but but we've had seasons of one-liners you know um why is why is this? And furthermore, my sense is that if you were not familiar with Stacey Lane Matthews before this episode, if you saw this episode with this setup that she's Queen Henny, I don't know if she did anything this episode that backs up that reputation. Right. She she gave a, you know, a, a good lip sync for all the choruses and she was in the 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 dance rehearsals and basically she was, in was the a dance prop. Rehearsals. Yeah, she was yes. a prop, uh, kind of she commenting. Was commenting along with us it certainly wasn't like she was running the dance rehearsals it would have been interesting to see her kind of directing those scenes yeah and she sings i was surprised that she had nothing to do with the music itself right you know that that was that was what i also didn't understand was like why do you have stacy lane matthews back for a challenge that she can't really do like she can't that was the whole idea of the choreography was to work around her so that she didn't have to do any of it yeah i just think stacy lane matthews she won snatch game she was great in the acting challenge with that like maya angelou kind of alien queen why not have her back as a guest in an acting challenge totally agree totally agree it was it was interesting why rupaul set it up like it's a collaboration with stacy lane henny which wasn't in any of the lyrics yeah it the the songs had nothing to do she didn't with sing on that them. concept she didn't sing on them and nope. she it, the the challenge was to feature stacy lane as best you can yeah as if she were eureka in season nine on the crutches like how do we work around the fact that she can't do split she can't do this she can't do that and this is not a read against stacy she I can't do that stuff either. I should not be in a choreography challenge. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah, I so, agree. But like, what we know her for is being really funny in also the workout challenge. Like, She could really like shine, and I think that that would have been so much more appealing than her being this kind of like strange cameo in a challenge that had nothing to do with her or her talent. I hear what you're saying. It, it was... It was a welcomed addition, kind of like Lisa Kudrow. And then you were kind of like, huh, Stacy just came and left. She wasn't even a part of the judging panel. Like there was, there just wasn't much to her. Yeah. Alyssa Edwards, uh, even Alyssa Edwards brought the choreography that she did, right? She choreographed that challenge. Whereas Stacy Lane was just put in the challenge. And I, I don't know uh, if, if justice for Stacy is a thing, like I kind of wanted to see more. Yeah, I I guess I just, you know, I see, I've seen people queening out about her on the subreddit for the past few years. And to be totally honest with you, and this is just the way that I read it, I, you know, no pun intended, um, (laughs) this way I read it on Reddit, so do not send me letters. But it just seemed to me that some of this sometimes, and I know there's people who have seen the same, the same way, that this sometimes seemed like gentle trolling. Oh, I see. And that she was kind of the kid that was easy to pick on. And so then, but then when someone called people on it, they're like, no, 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 we love Stacy. Oh my God, she's so sweet. We love Stacy. And oh. I sometimes I worry that that false we love Stacy has kind of gone on as like the emperor with no clothes on. Oh, you know? I see. I see what you mean. I just, and I feel like in some ways I'm like, is this just a big joke on Stacy Lane Matthews? 
this is not a dig against her as like not no, actually no, no, talented. No, 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 no. Because we know that she has talent. I think the yeah. the idea for me, the way that I see it, is we have another another idea of queer representation on TV, right? You have mm-hmm. a big girl, you have a trans girl, you have someone who is of not just one easily defined race, right? There's uh, the idea of where she comes from. There's This is a mm-hmm. very interesting queer person to have on a very, very popular Emmy-nominated television show. So the fact that they featured her not as just a walk-on guest, but as someone that's going to be a part of the challenge, she's going to have some talking heads... In that sense, just in terms of visibility, of queer visibility on this show, she is an important addition. Now, to your point of like, well, what's up with this other half? It's almost like it's almost like the producers having her on wasn't necessarily responding to the gentle trolling or or it being gentle trolling. But it was more of like, nope, she's super important. We're going to feature her. Yeah, I and I don't. I think the gentle trolling is kind of my own interpretation. I don't know the way that the producers saw it. I think that the silver lining you're finding on this somewhat vague rain cloud is great. And I agree. I think that she, in terms of just a platform and the representation it can show, I think that Stacey Lane Matthews is uh, a fantastic inclusion. But um, I, I think that, like, I don't know if that was a primary goal of including her. Um or primary objective. And so, yeah, I'm just really curious what the energy was of like, oh, you know what? We should have Stacy on this because, because I guess I kind of feel like if y'all think Stacy's such a, such a queen and such a superstar, why is she working at Wendy's right now? Why aren't you booking her more? Mm. Why isn't she on Wow Presents Plus episodes? Why isn't she on Fashion Photo Review? If she's one of RuPaul's favorite queens from the, from the show, then once again, why is she working at Wendy's right now? Because mm. she is. And so that's where I'm not buying it, Gia, because you're all talking about her like she's royalty. But then when you're done with the game and you're done with the episode, like I, what happens next? You know what I mean? I get what you're saying. Um, so I and I, I pose that as an honest question because I might not know. They might be like, you know what, Stacy? Like we're, gonna, we're also going to give you this opportunity and that one. And that'd be great. But sure. um, I, I just... Uh, that's why I'm not buying it is because it's so easy to say, oh, my God, I love Stacey. She's a queen. But, like, are you buying her music? Are you supporting her in other ways? Like, what are you doing? You know? Right, right. Who's helping her out, you know? Yeah, at the if end she's of the day. such a legend, you know? Right. Um, well, you know what they say. Never work with children, animals, or Stacey Lane Matthews? No, drag queens. Or apparently <laughs> Stacey Lane Matthews, yeah. according to me. No, I, I mean, listen, I think she's... I, I think that she is uh, a lovely energy, and I think she's a different energy than we get from a lot of queens on Drag Race. Oh, completely, right? On season three, it is such a stark difference that it's. I'm excited to review it because I think the role she plays, especially in an early season, is so formative. Oh, I see. And maybe part of what this love for her is, which is great. But mm. um, anyway, that's my soapbox on Stacey. Um Please don't take it too seriously, folks. I'm just trying to understand. Good. <laughs> I agree, Mary. I think that we can we can question things. We can wonder. I think that's fair. I didn't know yeah. that she was uh, working at Wendy's. I had no idea. Um, she is performing, though, right? I think that she still gets gigs and stuff, but I know that she did, uh, I think she did like an Instagram Live or Facebook Live or something. I saw it on, on Reddit of saying that like, yeah, she's um, that's what she's doing right now and uh, there are a couple other things I can't remember what it was, but 
Yeah, I mean, and like, no shame at working at Wendy's. I'm just saying, like, get your money, get your, you know, get some free chicken, you know, chicken fingers, chicken nuggets. I know Wendy's. Come on, <laughs> get some fries, dip them in a frosty. Mm. I just, you know, you always want to see these queens getting more opportunities. Fair, fair, pheromone. Yeah. Um, speaking of pheromone, um, we get Monique's fuzzy ferret gloves uh, when we transition into Monique being the good team leader that I think that we knew that she was. I remember in season 10 when she was like, thank you, appreciate you, uh, when she was interacting with mm-hmm. her teammates. I think with Farah, right off of the bat, she's like, oh, Farah, you can really twerk. And she's kind of like doing this thing to make her feel wanted and celebrated and, and a part of the team. Um, obviously, you know, she she goes in and she's like, you know, no tears uh, and Farrah's like, yep, no tears, no tears. And there's this mm-hmm. kind of like bond that I think happens yeah. with Farrah. Well, and it's interesting because I think we start to see critiques of Monique's captaining once they get to rehearsals with Stacy. Like Stacy saying that, like, you know, I think, you know, Monique isn't listening. Like she's just kind of like charging ahead. Sure. And I actually, once we got to rehearsals, I saw like what what we were seeing from Monique season 10 what we were seeing in this moment i started to get that more from monet once they got to rehearsals when it came to farah oh that i think monet, monet was taking was, care of farah monet kind of stepped in because she's you know a pizza queen and she's great but she kind of stepped in when monique when farah was falling behind and i think monique was not figuring out how to like connect with her yeah, or was running out of grander visions yeah she, well she had grander vision she was doing more for sure yeah um i I just want to say that when it, oh, this is something that also makes me love Valentina. But when we go over to Valentina's group or Manila's group, um, well, I guess it was Trinity's group. Huh? Interesting. Um, when it's Trinity's group, uh, Valentina, she's like, "Oh yeah, we can add in a little I dot 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 dot," and then Manila quotes BB. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. She starts doing the like the say bon, say bon, right? Yeah. Except yeah. she says say bon, say bon. <laughs> if you don't put that on in there, it's not even there. <laughs> it's like saying like a like a really like Yiddish word without getting about it. You yeah, know? Like, right. You haven't said it. <laughs> anyway, I just love oi when Valentina does that. I I was mad that they didn't actually add that to the song. Um. Yeah. Well, she had so many like star moments in that song oh, that I think I that would have just like been too much. She yeah. had like all the beaties and all the bum bums. You know what I mean? Oh my god! Oh my god! I, the yeah, that dancing. Um, oh, beady, we'll get beady. to that dancing. Um, Gia dishes about the falling out between her and Farah. Um, Manila reveals herself as the adult in the room here. She says, "You know, while while you're stuck here, you know, it's a perfect opportunity for you to address it." Um, Trinity doesn't want any part of the drama, but Manila um, offers like a way to move on from this conversation. Like, oh, yeah. well, you know, isn't that interesting? You know, oh, now is a great time for you to address it. You know, in the workroom, wouldn't that be great if you could move on? You know, trying to skirt away from this. You know, trying to kind of smooth transition away. She did this in the first episode after the reading mini challenge, and Gia was like, "Oh, I wonder what Farah's talent's going to be." And Manila was like, "Well, hopefully not comedy, right?" You right, know? right, and right. Then, like moved on. Like right. she's such she's she is keeping her nose out of the dirt, totally. and it's it's really interesting to watch because um, at the same time, Gia Gunn is kind of trying to bring in like a Real Housewives style of drama. In. I like, totally she's trying see to do that. this like, well, we had a we had a uh, a falling out six months ago, so we have this drama now, and it's. 
it's the way that drama is talked about. It's always in vague terms and it's always right. like our drama, our drama, but you don't really know what it was because yeah. I think if you boil it down to a police report, it's not that big a deal. Gia, she doesn't really address it. She digs it up and throws it around and mm-hmm. then she decides to quote unquote address it at the most inopportune moment and with like guns a blazing machine guns if, if yeah. we're gonna go with the gun yeah. theme you know well the most opportune moment really right you know depending on how you look at it oh fair fair amount i hear you yeah Mary. i hear you um so the rehearsal with leland and stitch uh that's yes. what i call them leland and stitch um i i just have to say that um we didn't get much of stitch but uh what's what was his name jeffrey um, oh, I I don't know. Stitch works for me. <laughs> yeah. Um, but Leland, let me tell you, um, there's something about Leland that I found very attractive. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you you want to hit a hard B with Leland? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my explosive vowels. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. You can, <laughs> uh, consonant, just yeah. A, a deep D. <laughs> is that a term? <laughs> Oh man! Uh, deep D is not a term, but I can make it one. But it can be one, yeah. But you can figure it out, can't you? There might uh, not be instructions in that box, but you got the parts. <laughs> figure out what fits where. That's right. Um, all my moving parts. Um, yeah. So uh, do a so- mic check on Leland. Yeah. <laughs> that's right, Mary. See if there's um, an echo in there. You know what I'm saying? Uh, reverb, reverb. <laughs> yeah. Um, Ooh. <laughs> So uh, so we talked about this in our clip of the week, but I did just want to address Monique talking about other great singers on Drag Race. Oh, yeah. It was a, a an interesting selection. It was, it was like, an interesting selection, wasn't it? It was like, okay, yeah, door, sure. Jujubee, sure, unless you deep saw that cut. episode. Right, yeah. right. And a deep cut, right? Like, yeah, and a deep cut. Yeah. Um, Adore also, if you saw All Stars, like it was like, okay, she's good. Yeah, she she referenced queens who had failed for their singing. Right. I mean, I thought she was going to name Fifi O'Hara next. You know. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I I. Yeah. I thought maybe Alyssa Edwards. You know, finding out these people were man. You know. Um, But I thought it was worth kind of listing some other notable singers. Uh, The top one that came to mind was Courtney Act, and I just imagine Courtney Act watching that episode and being like, "Fuck my drag!" Right? Like. Yeah. I mean. I think that Courtney is a good singer. I don't know if she's my favorite drag race singer. I um but I think that she has, you know, better voice than I do. So Sure. Um I can attest to that. Um <laughs> Well, all right. Um oh. so uh Ginger Minge, okay, also uh, you know, a pretty good singer. Yeah. Um Kennedy Goddamn Davenport proved that she could sing. Kennedy well. can sing. Yeah. Um Offline uh, on uh, a viral video that went out, Chichi Devane is also a very fabulous singer. I think I knew that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Pe- Peppermint, we also know, is a fabulous singer. If you went to go see Head Over Heels, you got to hear her sing. Mm-hmm. Um, she's very talented. Ivy Winters came to mind because of what oh. she did in that challenge. You know, she sang she, the harmony. Yeah, She won that challenge. Yeah, she won that challenge. Yeah. And then to say nothing of the, the crooning stylings of... Casey Musgraves super fan Trixie Mattel I think oh, was sure. also you know a hole in 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 the jeans here uh, Monique um so yeah maybe they cut the list down but you know when adore Jujubee Monique and I'm like okay yeah. Mary All it right, was Mary. like you know LaShawn Beyond do you want to <laughs> give her a moment of, of appreciation as well I mean what it was like yeah Jinx Monsoon it's like there's so many uh 
there's so many great singers. Maybe she just got stuck in the moment. And sure. that was what you could think sure. of. But she's like, adore, did you be me? Yeah. Yeah, sure. Yeah. I mean, and, and maybe it's strategic because she's comparing herself to Queens who remember flubbing. Um, <laughs> well, which is crazy because then we see her struggling. I don't know. Maybe this is editing. Uh, it's editing. Um, so I did love the reference when Leland uh, said, oh, this is kind of like Sister Act 3. And yeah. I was like, oh, my God, what would the title be? And then I came up with a title. Are you ready, Mary? I'm 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 ready. Sister Act Three, free the tuck. <laughs> Do y'all get the T in Sister Act? <laughs> Sister Act Three, free the tuck. That's what it would be. I would just free the lo- tuck. I would just love to hear it. Um, you know, I'll take any other suggestions for Sister Act Three about drag. I queens. mean, honestly, it's a brilliant idea to kind of play on the original Sister Act, but instead, it's a man pretending to be a nun. Yeah. And so the whole time, Dolores. Played by Monique Hart. <laughs> I, uh, brilliant, perfect, stunning, cut, you know? <laughs> cut print. Uh, is not only hiding out in a convent, but now she has to hide from her other sisters that she's also a man. Mm. And it's like, sister, sister Hart, how do you hit those deep notes, you know? Like, are those, right. those low notes, you know? like. But, but I could also see the storyline being a family of drag queens or a group of drag queens, right? That are like, oh, our community needs help let's become nuns and because they're not going to listen to us if they find out that we're, you know, gay and trans men. Let's pretend that we are, uh, are, are nuns and then they'll listen to us, right? Because we're in the deep South. You know what I mean? Oh, I see. So they want to spread They want to, they want to save this community. And the only way to do it is to um, get back in the habit, you know what I'm saying? Get back in the habit and just, yeah. yeah, Well, I guess they're really going to be, Tuck in the tuck, you know? That's right. Uh, yes, yes, yes. Yeah. But, tuck you know, that's the tuck. <laughs> that's the cross you bear, you know? <laughs> uh, yeah, I I think, oh, my God, the the singing numbers, the performances that could happen when they have a bunch of drag queens in the choir. Like, man, these queens, uh, these these nuns, they have their performances have really – did that nun just, you know – do a backflip i mean imagine they can't really do any reveals like what's a what, what you know there's one queen who's like girl i'm known for my wig reveals i can't be wearing a habit like <laughs> well you know what would be fabulous if it was a habit and then she ripped off the habit and there was another habit underneath oh there could be like a big old like kathy and jimmy habit and then you take that off and then there's like a wendy uh what's her name ha- habit the the younger oh, oh. nun Oh yes, 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 yes. Oh, the 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 nun in training. It's not yeah. Wendy. It's Sister Mary Robert. Yeah. Yeah, but the actor's name is Wendy McKenna. Yes, so, because right, right. I started with Kathy and Jimmy, I can't cross. You know, you got to <laughs> refer to either the actress or the character, and I could only remember one character's name and one actress's name. Oh, I just would love it. Maybe there could be, you know, maybe Mother Superior is an actual Mother Superior, but doesn't have a convent anymore, and she needs to like get more nuns in there. You know, it could be a, a really fun little spinoff. You know, Peaches Christ does all these like parodies of uh, dragging up um, Beverly, uh, True Beverly Hills and yeah. Death Becomes Her. You know, it could be an, another Peaches Pr- Christ production. Yeah, I mean, Peaches, if you're listening, uh, <laughs> we, uh, we have an idea for you. <laughs> it's called Sister Act 3, Free the Tuck. <laughs> Free the um, Tuck. Uh, Don't steal um, it. Uh, I think we would be remiss if we did not talk about Farah's phone sex operating voice. Oh, yeah. I mean, was this where, Moni- where Monet's response was, I'm a little gagged? Where she, <laughs> I'm a little gagged. And like the way she says it is so cute. 
<laughs> oh, I just thought it was so uh, entertaining. And then to see everybody react like, uh, how yeah. does that have anything to do with singing? Um, I, I, it was great. It was right. Great. But, you know, she was Farrah, feeling her oats. Know, she was feeling her oats. It's a shame that like she didn't lean into that, because I think when you hear the final product, it's not like that was really singing either. And right. so she was definitely like Rex Harrisoning it. So like she might as well have done that as a phone sex operator. Totally, totally. She totally could have done that. And I think her whole rap was written to get to You Don't Love Me at the end. You know, I think that was, yes. she was just trying to get there. And mm-hmm. it was like, girl, what a missed opportunity. Like lean into your strengths. But Right, right. Like let go of the catchphrase. We got it, you know? Yeah. Um, Manila, I just wrote down Yikes. Uh, it just seemed like one of my old high schoolers making up a song. Oh, yeah. Okay, so, all right. So, Manila. Something this entire episode, but beyond the sort of being an adult and the responses, there is something this episode that's very tranquilized about her and seems mm. a little subdued. Um, so, Manila Luzon, my nicknames for you this episode are Manila Lithium, Melatonin Luzon and Manila Snoozon. <laughs> Manila Snoozon, I vote and Manila Snoozon. That's what I got. Um, uh, she was just... She uh, was in another season, Mary. She was in another season this episode. Except for the runway. Except for the runway. Do not write me letters. It's like she saved all of her energy to get that runway look oh, together. Oh, my God. And then she's like, well, I realize I was like a post-it note in the performance, but like <laughs> here I am a tome of talent. Oh, God. Um, so rehearsals with Stacey Lane and Sue, you know, I, I don't write much down on these. These rehearsals are always a red herring to me. Like they're showing that they're having trouble, but they always turn out okay because it's literally like five hours. Yeah. And they can choose to show the takes that go well for the ones they want to see show doing well. And the ones that don't go well, they can show, you know, for the ones they don't want to show going well. Um, a lot of my thoughts were about, obviously about Stacey Lane. So I've kind of said everything I had to say, and I really think that Monet stepped in stepped in as a really good teacher for Farah, and I love that she called her my love. Like, I just thought that was very, like, oh. she found the right tone to talk to somebody who was struggling. I think Monique was getting frustrated, and, like, that was only going to set Farah off more, whereas right. Monet was, like, keeping it gentle, keeping it easy, or else, like, Farah was going to give up. This yeah. fucking boa! <laughs> <laughs> they knew that, you know? She's a pizza queen. Sorry, yeah. that's my Monet. Um, I just love her. I oh god. Uh, and this episode, uh, she just kills it. Um, yeah. I can't wait to talk about that rap. Um, so the next, uh, do you want to move on? Are you good with the rehearsals? Um, I mean, I guess uh, the only things I have is uh, yeah, I love Gia's like you know her like pit crew realness look during the rehearsals. Okay. Uh, yep. Yep. And I yep. said that Manila looked like she worked at Fridays, so that's what I got. <laughs> But she didn't have her, like, flare vest on. Like, she had just finished her shift. Her hair was a bit of a mess because she has, like, a fun hat on. She crouches down at the table. Hey, guys. I'm Manila. And she makes eye contact with you when you're 12. I always think of those Let me get you started with some appetizers. How about some mozzarella sticks? Yeah, yeah. What, you guys, you guys feeling an awesome blossom tonight? You guys feeling awesome? I bet you're feeling awesome. And he, like, looks at you and you're like, oh, no. I can't. I talk. I, I, st- I already can't talk to attractive men. <laughs> um, 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. I, get, I get such anxiety with waiters and, and ordering at, at restaurants, it's, it, especially with that energy at a Friday's or like oh. an Applebee's when they're very friendly and they're working for their tip. You know, it's yep. like, girl, I will give you the tip. I promise. I promise. <laughs> just if you could take it down to a seven, I'm really overwhelmed. Or if you'll let me just point at the menu and like write it down. Because I, I love- don't want to say the cutesy names that yeah. these are called. Don't just don't, give me a cheeseburger. Yeah, don't make me say chicken crispers. For God's <laughs> sake, I'm a grown ass woman. Don't make me say chicken crispers. I'm gonna point. I'm gonna look at you, and you're gonna know. And if that's not enough, I'm going to Ruby Tuesdays. <laughs> I'm just picturing. I'm picturing you pointing to like the giddy up burger right oh yeah exactly yeah <laughs> and then yeah looking at the waiter and just like eyes wide like me own like right mm-hmm. like i'm pointing and he's like oh you want the boot scoot and brisket don't say it don't say it i'm trying not to say it never mind <laughs> stand up the table flips a little with saddle ranch up dressing yeah right yeah you want some roundup ranch for that you want to go hog wild on some onion strings, little pokey? Oh, uh, give me the hog wild nachos, Mary. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> go hog wild on your ass in the men's room in 10 minutes, but I don't want any nachos, Chip. Oh, my God. Mary, Mary, I, okay, so just a little pause moment, a little gay moment here, but like, did you ever like sexualize the idea of working in a franchise chain restaurant? Um, in terms of like, uh, like that's that where being hot like, guys worked. Like that's oh, oh, total. Oh my god! Like that is such a formative part of like I think me growing up and being gay was the hot waiters at the Fridays and the Chili's who were you know when I was young they see I don't know what age I thought they were but they're probably in their early twenties right and they all just seemed like smiley nice like straight white guys like that's yeah. usually what they were. Yeah, yeah. With names like Aaron or Zach. Oh my or... God, Aaron. Oh mm-hmm. God. Hey um, guys, Marin. Uh, <laughs> what can I get you started with? What are you? What are you guys feeling yeah, tonight? You know what? I think like the epic name for me was Jason. Like, oh, oh Jason worked at TGI Fridays, and I remember being like a fourteen-year-old and being like, oh, I can't wait till I'm sixteen and I can like be a host or a busboy at. at at Houlihan's, you know? Right, right. Oh, oh <laughs> dare to dream I could be a busboy at Houlihan's. And let me tell you, I got a job at 17 working at, oh man, Bennigan's. Wow. She learned the truth at 17, oh, folks. Th- the best thing about that job and the only good thing about that job was the free meal that I got each shift. Mm-hmm. But basically, everybody wanted to set me up with the other host, who was this other 17-year-old girl. Oh, I'm like, no. I'm like, guys, guys. And like, guys. it was a very kind of like homophobic atmosphere. But the one of the managers was like, basically spewing out rainbows and sperm. And right. I was like, how can I get him on my side? And right. like, I think two days before I quit, I was like, hey... Michael, how do you deal with the homophobia in this place? And he just like, he was like, well, you know, sometimes you just got to buck it up and, you know, deal with it. You know, just don't make yourself known. I'm like, oh, my God. Oh, oh, yeah. You know what? Uh, Slancha, I'm out of here. <laughs> I'm going to Charlie Brown's. 
Oh God! Uh, but the, those chicken fingers were on point. I gotta. Did say. they have good chicken fingers? They, they had were good chicken fingers. Yep. Yeah. No. Was it more of a like? It's all about the breading. I, oh, I don't it like... was like it was thick, deep, crunchy bread. Oh, thank God! I don't want that crumbly breadcrumb shit. Oh no! It was like thick. Anyway, moving right along. Um, yeah, it's to... a nuanced conversation. <laughs> Seriously, um, we get uh, Gia coming to the workroom. She's feeling her oats, wheats, grains, thins, and oatmeal. And Valentina is serving you cocktails in Palm Spring. And I'm like, girl, this this little thing that happens when they walk in. I'm like, okay, this is a new favorite part of the episode. Yeah, and I I love. I'm feeling my oats, wheats, grains, thins. And oatmeal. Like, I just, I, I love, I just love it. Oats, wheats, and grains. I mean, the, the rhythm. Uh, <laughs> but of course, I know we're going to dive into this pretty deep in nuance. So we, we can skim a little here and save it for nuance. But yeah, just to kind of recap, Gia comes over, gets the tea on Farah. I, she's doing kind of like this RuPaul walkthrough in a way mm-hmm. where she just kind of like, appears and it's very awkward when she's just like standing over Monique mm-hmm. and then what I did love a, a little nuance of Monique that my friends and I often do because we're all annoying obnoxious singers but uh, when she says like oh how did Farrah do Monique goes she basically sings um um mm-hmm. You know, and I'm just like, oh, okay. I know that move. Yeah. All right. You're 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 my friend. I love you. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so this is when I realized that Gia is constructing a scene. She's literally now a writer on Drag Race and where's her writing credit. Like she is creating this. OK, Farrah's not doing well. And now I can go over to Farrah and do this whole you're the weakest link. What are you going to do about it? I could almost picture one of the producers going after her and saying, hey, Gia, maybe you could. She's like, no, no, girl, I got this. <laughs> I got this. Okay, I I've been doing this much longer than you. I got this, and then like just walked off. Like I just I agree. I think that Gia Gia was like, okay, so it's next day workroom, and uh, you know, Farrah might be going home. Like this is my opportunity. Like she is. There is an element of Gia that's doing everything that RuPaul recommends of like seizing opportunities and like creating them if they don't exist for you and i'm not saying like what she's doing is good or that i advocate it but like at the base level everyone is trying to become a star and everyone wants to stand out this is the route that she's choosing she's choosing eloquent is she this is the route that she's chosen (laughs) and uh i'm not saying i i recommend it but we're talking about it right now aren't we you know and we weren't talking about gia this much a few weeks ago that's very true. I, I will I will jump into nuance about this whole mechanism that I think Gia is using uh, because I do think that she is kind of grasping at straws. And, oh, yes. And she's dancing a little too fast. It's very, very see-through. And, and mm-hmm. you know, I think that there is a way to find a find compassion for this villain right like obviously oh um, i think that's what we, we try to do here on all right mary uh obviously what she's doing like it sucks but there is a reason why she's doing it and i think that's very interesting there, when i see her doing this and i see farah clapping back in ways she didn't expect or i see monique putting her in her place there is a part of me that sees that there's this look in gia gun's eyes of like she just it's it's like she just wants attention, good, bad, or indifferent. She just wants attention, and like she's accept she's she's kind of plucking the truffles out of the mud. You know what I mean? Like she's kind of 
finding the spoils of war and being the villain because at least everyone's paying attention to her. But like it comes with this humiliation of being so obviously full of shit. You know, yeah, like, you know what? And it's interesting that she's choosing the villainous route because to Monique's point, right? Like she could have gone over to Farah and been like, hey, hey, can we talk? Do you have like a minute? Can we talk mm-hmm. after you get ready? Like maybe in private or over there? I just want to just like clear something up with you if if you're down. If not, like I totally understand. But like maybe we could talk over there. I, I just want to make sure that that something gets cleared. Mm-hmm. You know, we we have seen queens do that time and time again. Oh, yeah. Where as th- this, this was almost a sister to the Untucked in season six when Bianca decided before this queen goes home, I need to ask. I need to get something straight with Laganja. Right. This was her chance before an the queen who was likely going to go home, this was her chance to slip something in and create a moment. I mean, like, yeah. to be fair, also, both Bianca and Gia took the same approach and have created or helped write or produce or instigate very iconic moments. For sure. I mean, so, for sure. And nobody was coming for Bianca when it happened. I mean, I think now in retrospect, I think people are seeing that what Bianca was doing was like a little much. It was, you know, it really kind of betrayed the adult in the room that Bianca had been and like it kind of betrayed this idea of like, oh, she's she's not getting involved in unnecessary drama. I guess maybe there was a part of I could understand her being so tired of Laganja's bullshit at that point and knowing this obvious like lie was just sitting there and just being like, you know, you make that choice as a human being. Are you going to seize on it or not? And she did. And right. Right. I, I don't know. I know there's a part of me that might have done the same thing. If I'm honest, well, well, sure. Uh, in in a in a hot cooker situation, right? Like it it can happen organically. It's just in this situation, because Gia was so calm and collected throughout the whole thing. I'm like, you're not emotional about this at all. So you're oh, clearly yeah. instigating here, right? There's no emotional reaction from you. Yeah. And then she goes over to Monique, and she's like, "Don't be so sensitive," which is like a a, a trigger word. Yeah. Oh, I mean, I can't wait to just like dive into that because I think Monique, the the tone that she took and the role she took in that argument is, I just I threw all my money at the television. You know, <laughs> it's just like that is it. That is pitch perfect. Oh, I'm so man. impressed. Yeah, and you know what? I was really impressed with Farah too because she just oh. wasn't having it. Yeah. She's not buying it. She, she was, was like, not uh-oh. buying it. Sorry. No, she didn't even want a free sample. And she didn't miss a beat in like putting G in her place. And I just like that. I will always give it to Farah. She may have not really, you know, shine the way she wanted to in All Stars 4. But like that moment, I, that is impressive to like. Well, and also for the drama's sake, because this was a two sided conversation. Farah very well could have been like. Gia, okay, great. I do want to talk to you. Let me just finish this, and we'll go over there and talk. Mm-hmm. Please, the, the I you know, and I'll talk about this in nuance. But I think the response that Farah had is very appropriate for C, for All Stars for 2018, 2019. Fair, 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 fair. Moan. Uh, great. So let's table that. Let's put a pin in that. Marys, if you came here for that discussion on that scene. Please look further. Uh, we have a, another post up called Nuance, and you can find a much deeper, longer discussion about that scene. Uh, that one is whew, one for the books. Yeah, uh, yeah. Fake, fake as fuck dot com. Fake Is that is that domain taken? Is that a <laughs> is that a GoDaddy site? Can I get a Squarespace with that? Do a little drag and drop. Oh God, GoDaddy it was always so uncomfortable that it was called GoDaddy. I I just don't understand it. It was like why. 
I mean, GoDaddy. Like, I I think there are other sites that would make sense to be called GoDaddy, but like, Fair. yeah, I mean, I could start that site, sure. GoDaddy. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Go, Daddy. No, stay, Daddy. Yeah, stay, Daddy. Go a little to the left, Daddy. Yeah. Yeah. Pull out slightly, Daddy. Yeah. Uh, deeper, Daddy. Deeper. Yeah, yeah. You want to put a little more spit on that, Daddy? Dot com. Yeah. Um, Just kidding, Daddy. Whatever makes you happy. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> Just kidding. My pleasure is, <laughs> is pleasing you. <laughs> Oh, we're just working all of our issues out right now. Oh, yeah. Um, Speaking of working things out, I need to tinkle real quick. So let's take a little potty break before the runway. Welcome back, Mary. We are uh, all relieved uh, Mm. to start our runway recap. The run, 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 runway. Yeah. Um, the, The first thing I have to say is that Ciara hasn't aged at all. I mean, I don't remember what she looked like in the one two-step days, but I think she looks beautiful. So, uh, yeah. She hasn't aged at all. Do you know the song? One of my favorite Ciara songs is the one that she has with Nicki Minaj called I'm Out. No, I, this isn't my wheelhouse. Uh, oh, I, I see. Know. I see. Um, there's a great line in it that Nikki says that's, I got a big, fat ass, big dicks follow. <laughs> oh, yeah. I think I know that maybe that line from you. Maybe that's why I know that. Oh, yeah. You probably yeah. know it from yeah. me. Um, do you also know, are you familiar with Casey Musgraves? I am. Someone had, <clears throat> excuse me, I had, I had heard of her before and then someone had, was talking to me about her uh, a few months ago and was just kind of saying how great she was. And he was a big country music fan. But he was saying, yeah, like she's such a great kind of like bridge to like the queer community because like even in one of her songs, like she has a line about like it being okay to be with like a man or a woman. And like she brings this into her music, which is like, Uh. especially for the country music scene, like I think Casey Musgraves is a really, uh, I'm really happy that she's bridging the two genres and that she's, present in both uh, i'm all for her i think she i i am not a country music person but i love her because i just right. love what she's doing and that's kind of her brand is is people that say oh i'm not a country music person but i love her there are country music people queer ones trixie mattel in particular i would love it if trixie and casey did something together like i don't know why that hasn't happened yet but yeah casey musgraves um i got introduced to her when someone showed me her song follow your arrow i which think that's... i just i just fell in love with it the yeah. chorus is um make lots of noise yeah kiss lots of boys hey and then uh or kiss lots of girls if that's what you're into yeah it's it's very cute and it's like when the straight and narrow is a little too straight roll up a joint or don't and follow your arrow wherever it points Mm -hmm. it's so good that's the song i'm familiar with yeah okay yeah and so uh what I so I loved it so much that I arranged it for for the New York City Gay Men's Chorus. Oh, nice! Oh, yeah. lovely! Now is that yeah. for the winter concert? No, that was a spring concert. It was all about love, um, oh. and that was our concert closer. Yeah. So. Oh, yeah. I I mean I think that's great. I I think that uh, she is. Yeah, I think that she's she's just bringing a new message uh, with other queer performers to that genre, and I think that's. I think that's awesome. Like, I think there's obviously space for that. You know, there's room for queer country songs. So um, or there's queer room for everyone. Songs. Let's just say that. Let's then. just say that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, I think she's super cute. And I was really happy to see her. And yeah, um, I was sad that, you know, Ciara got all these 
shout outs from the queen. Yeah. And nobody shouted out Lil Case. I know. Just something for Lil Case. I know. Something. I know. She even brought a salad, you know? <laughs> I can't get mad at anyone who's not afraid to toss uh, a little salad. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> get a little, ro- little remain in your gullet, you know? I don't know if it's a Tumblr or if it's just a website, but do you know about that blog that's. Uh, it's just called Women Eating Salad, and it's just pictures in commercials that feature women eating salad because it's like seen as very feminine, yeah. and they're always shown like doing that. I mean, I I, I have not seen the, the the website, but the concept certainly makes sense to me that, yeah, women yeah. are always shown like, you know, tucking into an enjoyable salad. Yeah, or like laughing and eating yogurt. You oh, know? yeah, like nobody <laughs> has fun and eats yogurt at the same time. <laughs> It's like it's like um, sneezing and keeping your eyes open. I just can't do it. <laughs> well, you know, I enjoy eating yogurt when it's with like muesli. Like I, then I'm like fabulous. You have yeah. to add a whole bunch of stuff to it, but you're not going to just like open up a pot of Activia and get the good times going. You know, you can get something going. <laughs> that's, that's Jamie Lee Curtis's job. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, just I poop my pants. <laughs> said the brown one i okay. did um it's so a quote we, it's a quote <laughs> so oh oh and i do want to talk about nuance i do want to talk about uh your pizza kit that you got for christmas from yes we'll talk about that there my gendered the man pizza. crate yes yeah. your gendered pizza gender um, pizzas it has a it, it's it has a penis and it's only attracted to pizzas with a vagina yeah so i'm kind of like well i guess i'll make a calzone like i don't know what to do like uh, uh God. What am I going to do with this? <laughs> uh, now, I do, you know, want to mention, I, I know that the Reddit has had a lot of commentary on Rue's look this episode. I'm not here to comment on Rue's looks. I understand that people have thoughts and stuff. I'm just not not the podcaster to chime in on that because I'm kind of like, I'm here for the queer story, for the, the bigger picture. I'm here to see queer people on TV. And I understand when looks are bad and whatever, but like... I can't I I can tell when like oh that's a weird dress you know like that's kind of all it goes for me yeah so. I mean I just took the note that she was serving Agnes Moorhead realness and that's it <laughs> um, but anyway that's all I have to say on the matter oh okay thanks Mary um, I did see I did see a spoiler look from ne- for next week's uh, drag race uh, and she she has a very distinct dress on so that's all i'll say now listen i'll also say this i i kind of enjoy rupaul has a platform to have a look every week as well and i am not mad at rupaul you know with team trying some new ideas getting experimental getting people talking like when she did in season 10 with that full mask with the glasses like i'm i'm into it because it's like why not like because i think the first episode we were like oh it's kind of the similar rupaul that we always see it looks good no knocking it but like hey what else you got and so like i think you know get weird with it rue you know like try stuff i i'm okay with that sometimes maybe it doesn't always work um but i guess that's just the name of the game i don't yeah. know i don't know what to say don't about funk that it up. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah don't fuck don't funk it up um and you know Maybe pull the wake line just like two inches forward. Uh, <laughs> speaking of which, can we just talk about Michelle's lip sync moment? Oh, what? oh, did you cringe? I did because it was like, 
I feel like she had this joke in her head and she started doing it and got halfway, halfway through and I was like, well, I'm not lip syncing right now. So it doesn't really make sense. Like yeah, it was, I and I was like, is this like a Coco Montrese reference? Like what's, it just, I, I wish they did another take. Give her another take. Give, Give her, her another take. Yeah. Give her another take. Yeah, I get it. I yeah, get it. yeah. <laughs> I always love when, when Valerie gets kind of shrill. Give her another take. There's always one that gets like, she, she kind of like loses she gets it. a little, yeah, yeah. A little, little too unkempt. excited. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, Val. Um, seeing red. Okay, yeah. so um, Don't Funk It Up is featured. Oh, uh, this, oh before yes, we mention ahead. that, I would be remiss if I did not also mention Thank you, Ross Matthews, for the Faye Dunaway Chinatown quote. I am, okay. I am, I was texting with Jonathan Minton about this. If we don't make these references, we lose these references. <laughs> we have to, we have to patronize these references, or else they'll close. They're like oh, little so I for, like I, for, I, for, I forgot the reference. What is the, what is the reference? Um, uh, she's my daughter. Oh right, <laughs> and my sister. She's my daughter and my sister. <laughs> I just yeah. I doubt. I I think about ten percent of the viewers mm-hmm. got that reference. Even and I get that reference, but I wouldn't normally get those old ones. But that's when I know because it's Faye Dunaway. That's where I'm just like, oh, thank you, thank God for Ross. Like I feel like she's like my queen on the scene, making sure those things happen. He always that's gives good. like really nice critiques and really good references. Yeah. Uh, so don't funk it up. I. All right. This was a, this was a great group. Uh, because it it had obviously it had Trinity, um, and it had Latrice, who I thought was very strong, um, and Gia Gunn was very interesting. I think Gia stayed or was safe, arguably because of the drama, but also because of her lyrics. It's just yeah. like to say this in front of RuPaul: "I'm a woman who does drag. Don't confuse me with those hags. Be the best you, and I'll be the best that I can be." Now, that goes without saying that that second line deserves a pause, right? Because if the whole verse is about sisterhood and support and celebrating each other, you're going to put down your teammates while saying, be the best you can be. Like, it's very confusing. Yeah. You know, and it's also kind of ironic because in season six, she exits by saying, like, you're all still dudes. So she's (laughs) either calling them dudes or hags, you know? Jesus. Um, And it's, yeah. But I think she stayed because of that trans moment, right? It was very important. Because I feel like they couldn't knock her for it. No. And I feel like they kind of showed cuts of the judges not really feeling her performance. And it was not a strong performance. No. But the lyrics, I mean, like, I have to give credit that Gia, you know, we keep talking about platforms. Is like she has used every single opportunity she's had to um, to push, you know, trans visibility. Whether it be, you know, presenting as a woman in the workroom, like just that alone of wearing a dress in the workroom uh, is a statement. And having an opportunity to write lyrics and making it be these lyrics, and uh, like she she is reaffirming this message that I'm a woman doing the art of drag. She said this more than once, and right. Uh, has said it, yeah, right in front of RuPaul's face. It's really... Um, it's like, I wouldn't mind if she went home after having that. Like, yeah. the fact that we got the optics of that is, I think, very important and yeah. iconic. And that's kind of all we needed. Mm-hmm. We didn't even need to see Ru- RuPaul's response. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. And I think, like, just to kind of, like, tack onto this, I don't think that we're saying, like, oh, they're sticking it to RuPaul, that, like, transphobic jerk. Like, No. And I know you're not saying that either. I'm just qualifying that, that I think, obviously, because of the Guardian interview, I think that that specific concept, there's clearly Gia is responding to a very specific raw nerve. Like, this is not without 
context. And so that's why you keep sure. bringing up RuPaul. That's right. Yeah, because of that interview. Yeah. Um, so, okay, okay. So Latrice, I thought Latrice was very strong. I loved her lyrics. I will say, when during Latrice's verse, there's this moment where the girls in the back are shimmying to the left and then like head flip and then shimmy to the oh, right. Oh, yeah. And then head flip. I'm just like, ah, oh, I love all of this. Oh, and, and Valentina is just like leading yes! it. Oh, yes! Valentina is amazing in that moment. And, and Trinity looks so happy. Yeah. Oh, that's one of the best moments of the challenge. Uh, it's when Latrice goes, because you can't always count on your friends yep. if it's not right there with them. So mm-hmm. people be uh, people be strong. Get your life. Go on. Don't let haters dim your light. Shine. Stay bright. I'm like, Word. yeah. Word. And all that while wearing feety pajamas. I yes. mean, like yes. to have that Give kind me of Latrice message and, feety and pajamas, then go yes. to bed. Because that's what Latrice is there to do. She's there to show up, say some lines. Oh, you need me to do a dance? I'm already in my PJs. Oh, just do it anyway? Okay, let me just knock this out, and then I'm done. Uh, well, they do make her change into the black on black on black look, which I loved. Uh, I, well, I have some thoughts on it. But, uh, yeah, so she didn't stay in her PJs for a No, long, she did so. not. She's like, all right, all right, I'll put the gown on. Yeah, yeah, because she's um, a team I, player. Yeah, she did play her. Um, I will say Manila looks like she's from season three here. Like oh, it's just, yeah. it's like there is no question next to Trinity. Apparently Trinity, that was the look that Trinity was going to wear. Yeah. On season nine, if she had gotten to the final. Yeah. Two. And I mean, she looked incredible. I mean, like her face in particular, but this look in total was like, she was just unbelievably beautiful. Like it really yeah. just like the look was great, but it just highlighted that her her painting is like it's like Valentina or Miss Fame where you're just like Jesus oh you know how to do this oh my god Valentina speaking of Valentina I love you so much mi amor so much I want to die if you were to hurt me baby I'm leaving tonight it's all very telenovela yeah with the high note at the end I will say this I'm very excited for her to be in um, Rent Live now say what you want about Rent okay it's like the Ice Capades they were very cool um, sure <laughs> sure I understand um, <laughs> but she is playing Angel in Rent and there's this one moment um, at the end of Contact in the second act where she goes take me take me baby I love you after singing this very high high note and now I'm kind of like alright Valentina's going to be able to play Angel yeah, I think she's going to get this. I mean, I am obviously longtime Mary. Stick around, Marys. Know that I'm not the biggest um, Rent fan, uh, but I might watch it just to see how she does because I mean, Valentina, and obviously we're going to see a lot more of it this season. But and Ross even says this: like, there's something special about her. Like, there is a star quality about her that is so specific. And oh my god, I I can't even describe it yet, but it is unmissable and she she sung five pitches yeah meanwhile like monique sings you know 12 yeah but i I just think but yeah she sung five pitches and one of them was that high note and that's all she needed yeah but her she had the star quality she had mm -hmm. the faces oh god it was so good her presence her energy just like it is that thing of like when you see all these queens on stage, like your eye goes right to her. I mean, this is what they talked about from the first group challenge in, in season uh, nine is like the cheerleading right. challenges. Your eye, if you rewatch that challenge, which is, you know, a, a challenge in of itself, she <laughs> absolutely stands out. Uh, yeah. So yeah. And I to get say it. nothing of the beady, beady, bum, bum look. I mean, her, uh, again, this is, we know this now about Valentina that 
every single time she enters the dress, she is bringing up something very social and political. She's bringing up Selena Staiki. Mm-hmm. Selena absolutely is here. I mean, like she <laughs> has brought Selena to Drag Race. That's right. And I hope there's more Selena illusions because um, I think this was Selena. I know in the movie she had the similar look, but in purple. So I'm wondering right. if like what else she might do. Selena related. I feel like there might be like an. But I think the look in the movie was purple, but Selena in real life, it was more red. Oh, was it in real life, Red? Yeah. Yes. Um, in any event, I mean. Jennifer Lopez is not Selena, so. She's not? <laughs> what? I just thought she changed her name after becoming, after the movie, because <laughs> she wanted to be known for more than just being Selena. Excuse me, miss. We won't be needing the dress. <laughs> I love pizza. <laughs> She's so cute. That's my um, favorite Selena line. I love pizza. I love pizza. Well, who doesn't? You know, she's yeah. a pizza queen. Selena um, is a pizza queen. She is a pizza queen. Um, so then we have the, the uh, do you have anything else to say about the uh, Don't Funk It Up group? Um, about the Don't Funk It Up group, I think, um, no, I think that covered everything. Uh, yeah, Manila was just vanilla. Yeah, it was just strangely <laughs> dull. Uh, vanilla snooze on. Vanilla snooze on. Um, Naomi Smalls. Uh, we have. Oh, this is the Farah Monique group, right? Yeah, everybody say love. Um, yeah. So they, the judges lauded Naomi, but I don't know if if I'm looking at like an all stars picture, I just didn't. I wasn't that into Naomi's look. Did you notice that? Like it was, it just wasn't the same type of look as the other queens. Like it seemed kind of thin. I don't know. I guess it was fashion. I, I I don't know. I mean, I I saw. I think it was on Reddit. You know, one of our Marys. Um, oh, I I should have looked it up. I I can't remember her name, but she sent us from the first episode. She sent us like three different looks that were like high fashion looks that the queens were referring to. Like it was oh. Naomi, Trinity, and um, Valentina's look. Valentina. And right. so I saw on Reddit. I think that this look and and our fashion Mary who's listening help me out here. Uh, I think that this look was a reference as well to a runway look. I can't remember. It was spring season something fifty five of something. Uh, and so this was definitely a fashion reference. Uh, okay. I I liked it. I actually I really felt like Naomi. To me, Naomi in this challenge was, and you know, this is a high compliment, but she was like Jocelyn Fox in the rap challenge. Oh, I see. I think yeah. that she was great. And she was so great that you're like, it's so crazy that she's barely in this episode because she's so good in the final product. Yeah. You know, I the talking head that sticks out to me for Naomi is when she's talking about Stacey Lane and she crosses her eyes. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh, I mean, even adorable. that, it's like... It's like next level. I I think that Naomi and I felt this for a while. Like she is, she's the ninja of the season. Like we said this oh, last week, it's gonna be a hot burn. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm really excited to see her do snatch game. I know that that episode leaked. I'm just waiting, just waiting until the storm rides out a little bit to mm-hmm. finish watching it. I started watching the first ten minutes. I'm like, okay, that's fair to watch the first ten minutes. But um, I'm just waiting because. I don't know. There's something. Uh, there's something about a fresh take that I that I like, and I don't know the excitement of it. I yeah. No shade to anybody that's watched it. Let me tell you, it is literally like the elephant in the room. Like it's waiting there, and I'm like, mm, should I watch it? You know, and I'm yeah. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm doing I all not, I can. I have not watched it only because I feel like. I mean, like I was thinking, oh well, you know, we could watch it, and then we'd be able to like record early and get an episode out like really quickly after the episode. But I feel like. 
this, I mean, I don't know much about what happens this episode, but it, it, I kind of like to have a couple of days after the episode airs to kind of pick up different things that you kind of get from social media and Reddit yeah. and, and let that influence the conversation. So I don't want to like miss out on that. And, and also like, I feel like my enthusiasm in recording will not be as strong. I don't know. Maybe it will, but. Well, if we do a hot take for sure. Like I want my hot take to be hot. I want yeah. it to be like piping hot Mary's. Yeah. I want it to press, but I don't want it to look like it's levitating. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh man, speaking of pressed, we got to talk about Gia's look in a second. Mm. Um, so, but Naomi, okay, so I loved her rap. I thought her lap was, rap was very clever. I don't think it had anything to do necessarily with everybody say love, except for maybe the last line. I thought some, I, I thought Mon, Monet's rap was more interestingly constructed. I also appreciated Monique singing. I'm not going to say anything about Farah because, well, we can talk about that when we get there but Naomi I I understood why she wasn't a top two yeah I mean I think that in terms of like the message and fitting fitting in with the theme of the song I mean that part felt really nebulous to me of like I mean obviously the, the concept of everybody say love is not a hard concept to grasp but I think I don't know sometimes these challenges I think I think sometimes challenges like this it becomes less about the content and more about the, the execution. Like I, mm. I find that I don't remember any anyone's lyrics at all, except maybe Monique's because we heard it so many times in the rehearsal or Gia's because it was such a, you know, uh, a choice. But otherwise, I mean, I was really just kind of watching for the delivery, you know? Oh, oh, completely, completely. I mean, Valentina's I remembered right away. I will say the one line of Monet's that I loved was actually right at the end for a foolproof recipe to rise above. It's simple self-love. That was it was definitely the strongest performed and recorded. Yeah. Right when you think about a recording, Monique's was certainly the like one of the highest vocals, but in terms of her performance, it wasn't I don't know why she was just like caught in front of Stacy Lane. Yeah. She just wasn't popping. There was something that was not stuck like her jacket, but she was I wanted her to move over more. Yeah, she wasn't feeling like the star of the moment. I definitely saw that. Where and it, and it seemed like it was. It just seemed like there was a challenge to it all. Whereas in comparison, Monet made it look so easy. It was God. effortless what she did. And granted, like this is in Monet's wheelhouse. This is the stuff oh Monet God. knows how to do. She's I so love good. that look. I love that hair. It's, it's so... very present. It's so mm -hmm. present. I thought that was a great way to describe Monet exchange lip syncing. She's present in what she's lip syncing. Yeah, you can kind of you can feel her energy it, it, it's the same energy that she gives in the in the talk of heads where you just feel she's very engaging. And I think that's yes. um, in that way where it feels like she's talking to you and not at you. And it feels like she's performing to you and not at you. And totally. I think that that, um, yeah, that always kind of resonates and uh, is like, it's like she's inviting you to, to kind of like enjoy the performance and not challenging you with it, you know? Totally. Um, you know, and then in complete stark contrast to Farah who you could just see counting steps in her head. Like, oh. she was completely out of her element. I was like, oh, baby girl. Oh, like, I know. I mean, those dance moves, I mean, this is a meme, you know? Like, just those, like, little hurdy-gurdy, you know? Like, she was just milking a couple of goats on either side <laughs> of her, you know? ay 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 Oh, Farah, she looked beautiful. I was just like, girl. Yeah, oh. it was, you know, I mean, and it's also the thing of, like, watching this like objectively like of course she should have gone home of course right. like of course. no question 
jacket, no jacket, Monique, whatever, like no question it was just time for Farrah to go. This just this was maybe more than she could do for uh, any number of reasons. I really, I was gagged. I really thought Farrah was going to come back this episode and like blaze for the next three. Yeah. I really did. And and it just didn't happen. <laughs> no, it it did not. It did not. Oh, and I God. mean. She couldn't take a dance class. She couldn't, you know, I don't know. She had some time since season nine. That's the thing is I feel like these queens who come back, I mean, granted, when they get invited back, they only have a few weeks. But that being said, I think if you would even consider yourself in the running or you just like you go home on a season where you didn't know how to sew and you you know this learn how to do that stuff. Like, yeah, and I guess what's frustrating is like it it makes all of Gia's reads like kind of truthful because it's kind yeah. of like well she's she's an Instagram queen. Like I don't know how she's going to be on this show right now. Like yeah. she's gorgeous. Yeah. And I, you know, and Well, I, that's the thing is like Gia that was like the 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 goop of it all was that Gia wasn't exactly wrong about any of her reads. Like through its whole episode, she's just being this like, you know, nasty little shit stirrer. And you think, <laughs> oh yeah, they're gonna like they're gonna stick it to her. Like she's like talk about like the moral the morality play of cockiness. But at the end of the day, all the shit she was saying about Gia, and she's probably going home, and she's just like a look queen. Farrah, yeah, she was right. And you're like, well, yeah. fuck. It's almost like Violet Chachki, like you kind of wish her delivery was different, but she wasn't exactly wrong, you know? Right, right. She wasn't always wrong. Um, the delivery is wrong, right? We, yes. we don't agree with how she, she does things. We'll get into that nuance. Okay, so I just wanted to say this real quick before eloquence, uh, before the run, 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 runway. Um, my tops were Monet, Valentina, and either Latrice or Trinity. And then the safe was Monique, Naomi, Trinity, or Latrice. And then the bottom would have been Gia, Manila, and Farah. Is this based? This is based on the performances. Not yes, the looks. based on the performances. Yeah, the looks, I think, yeah, certainly changed the game. Um, and but yeah, that was based on my on the performances. Yeah, uh, I think that yeah, I would keep Monet in the top. I would keep Naomi high. I'd keep. Uh, uh, I think I would keep Monique safe. I would say Monique was safe and you need to be thoughtful mm -hmm. about what you're, you know, how you're executing your ideas. I would challenge right. her and be like, I would, it'd kind of be like a echoing what Monet was saying of like, you have the ideas, your execution has not met them. That's what we're looking for. We know you can do this, but like this like half step in thing, or like we can see the edges, like this is what's going to keep you from advancing. And at this exactly. point, as much as I love Monique for all stars, I'm willing to kind of be like, listen, if I'm going to keep seeing like the spanks and all that, then like, I can't keep giving you excuses because you have great talking heads and I love you as a person, you know? Right. Right. I mean, exactly. It's like at the end of the day, we want, we want her to succeed. We want to see that Cookie Monster look. You know, we want to see the Queen of yeah. Hearts, like, realized, you know? Yeah, and, like, really elevated. And I think, sure. uh, you know, yeah, I think it's I think queens like her. It's like you only hold those expectations of queens who actually could do it. I don't have those expectations right. of Farah. Yeah, right. So, oh, for sure, for sure. Yeah. Um. So so the, the Run Run Runway, you know, again, I'm not a look queen um but I, I i can comment lightly if you want to comment back yeah on some of these looks um gia gun all i noticed was that she needed to steam or press the bottom of that dress oh oh was there uh there was a bit of a wrinkle it was just kind of wrinkly on the bottom and i'm just like i don't think that's supposed to be that yeah and it was just a little basic and i was like oh gia yeah she says that she's cherry pie on a platter but i um 
I didn't see cherry pie, but okay. It was popped. <laughs> yeah, it was like maybe uh, maybe the Pepto-Bismol afterwards if the cherry pie was, you know, not so fresh. That's a mean read. It was a it was a beautiful color and it fit her well, but Yeah, it did um, fit her well. And I loved her boobs, well. but I I don't know. It was fine. It was safe. Yeah, just like Latrice's, this black on black on black on black. I it looked expensive, but I also feel like she has this in every color. And it was too one color. Like, I think she needed some sort of accent somewhere, whether there was like like a pink lace or a red lace or like even something with the, the her face because her face also got muted. You I know, think if, make like, it a moment. Yeah, if, maybe if the boa was a different color and maybe there was something okay. in her hair that tied to that. But I mean, this note, I just kind of wrote, so this is what Sorry. Latrice wore. Oh, that's right. Yes, that's you know. Latrice. Okay, okay, she came down the runway. She came down the runway, and and no one had anything to say better one way or the other. And now she's safe. Yeah. Like it. Well, I'm not. I'm not saying she's not doing a good performance. I just feel like they're gonna get to top four and be like, oh, Latrice, you're still here. <laughs> you're good. Do you want to just like come up here and help us choose? You know. <laughs> I kind of think that's how it's going to go, and I'm fine with that. Oh, I love, I just, yeah, I just love that she's on TV, right? Uh, yeah, she, she's everything I need. Um, I wish she had more. Anyway, um, Manila won All Stars four with this look. The Silver Server, yeah, this was, <laughs> yeah, uh, mother was serving it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I loved it. I thought this look was just like head to toe amazing. It's and as Michelle said, it's like what I expect of Manila. Like, of course, like this sure. is. This is how good she is. Yeah. This is how good she is. Yeah. Uh, and I think moving forward from this, I think we're going to see more of Manila like this. I think she kind of is like, oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, I, I do. I, I don't know why she does seem like she's been holding back these first two episodes a little bit. This look aside. You know, even the, the All-Stars, like the Variety Challenge, or the Variety yeah. Show Challenge. I it was get it. A smaller performance. Um, so uh, Trinity... Okay. What do you think about this look? Trinity came out in Sasha Valor's outfit doing Sasha's runway movements. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Did you see that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the, yeah, that, yeah, exactly. That like... With the, that like shoulder... Mm-hmm, the the kind flowy of, shoulders and hands. Yes. And yes. hands. Yes. You know, there's there was just... Not to knock her look. She looked stunning. Oh, but yeah. But it was very... I just got a lot of Sasha from this. Yeah. I, I know we're not supposed to... We're not supposed to compare the drag queens. Like, I get that. But like this... I don't know. There was something very season nine sister. Yeah. Well, and, and there's such different queens that it's kind of cool to see Trinity doing something similar to Sasha. Like that's sure. that's a cool reference if that was happening. Um, oh, sure. I think the one thing I would just like like to see, like I don't know anything about fashion. It would just be kind of like on Project Runway when they say, could I see that without the jacket? I would love oh. to see Trinity's look without that wraparound thing. Okay. Because um, I liked all the cutouts. It was very... This is like an iconic part of my gay upbringing when I was 12. Do you remember the music video for Unbreak My Heart by Tony Braxton? I don't remember it as iconically as you. Tyrese Gibson dies in a motorcycle accident. She cries in the shower with her towel on. (laughs) I'm like, I guess. Uh, But then she has this like white. This was like how I knew I was gay practically. There's, you know, the performance shots. She's wearing this white gown with this cutout right in the side. And I think there's some like gold belt underneath there. But maybe, maybe I made that up. But it's just like ever since then, I'm like, oh, cutouts. And every time I think of cutouts, I think of Tony Braxton in that video. And I think of how she cried in her towel. Um, 
cut to you crying in your towel. Yeah, cut to me crying in my towel and, you know, like creating all this laundry. Yeah. I um anyway, so that's what I would have liked to see is I want to see those cutouts. Okay. Yeah. Cutouts. Yeah. Cut it out. Cut um, it cut out. In. Yeah. Cut in, Mary. Um Valentina comes in the hydrangea. Um I thought she looked great. I I'm not a fan of bustles. Uh-huh. Cuz I don't I don't really understand the utility of them when they were created as fashion back then. Right. So when I see bustles I'm like she just looks like the dress doesn't fit her in the back. But I understand again like most of the beautiful fashion moments on Drag Race, I understand that it's just above my pay grade. Right. This is just something I don't understand. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That being said, I wrote down... I this... would love... Go ahead. Oh, I said, I wrote down this look left me como la floored. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. What is it? Pollinate my stamen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she could certainly pollinate my stamen with this look. Uh, yeah. Uh, I can't think of any other flower terms. There's a stem. Is there an anus somewhere? Oh, there's Mary, a hymen. There's no, there's a anus. hymen. Flowers <laughs> have hymens. Yeah. They got petals. They got petals. Yeah. They got hymens. They got lomans. Just hymens. <laughs> this isn't a Chinese food restaurant. They don't got lomen. Um, anyways. <laughs> That'll be here um, all night. <laughs> oh, thanks, Daddy. Yeah. Go, Daddy. Go. Go, Daddy. Um, go. No, I'll wait here in the parking lot while you're at the movies. <laughs> Cineplex Odeon references are back for 2019. Jesus. Um. So Naomi's look. I. I don't know. I, again, I'm not. I'm not the fashion queen. It just looked a little cheap to me. Yeah, it like a little chintzy. It felt like a like an unconventional materials challenge, and she had those right. like silver takeout lids. You know, the round yes, lids. Yes. But they and that like that was what she was using, and I was like, well, that's really inventive, but like. <laughs> If your challenge was just to like use like takeout containers, then y'all turned it out. I also I had just decided my note literally is I probably don't get it. I probably don't get it. Yeah. Yeah. I just don't. I yeah. I didn't get it. Um. And that's okay. Yeah. Um. There are many 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 other opinions that I think are more important than ours on yes. Naomi Small's it, fashion moments. Yeah. No one is asking. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. Um. Monique. You know. Again, I think I mentioned this before. Like. My hot take, I, I loved it. But then on second look back, like, I don't think she needed the reveal. I saw the lines. The dress was just a little confusing. And all I got was blue crab stunning. Yeah, yeah. Soft shell crab. Yeah. <laughs> soft shell crab. Yeah, soft shell crab. <laughs> uh, yeah, blue crab stunning. Absolutely. It was uh, blue crab pinching. Uh, <laughs> I... Yeah, I uh, and when she took her shell off, I was like, well, there's not as much meat in here as I was hoping. You know, it's not lobster. I'll tell you that. I'll tell you that. I'll tell you that. Um, uh, Farah, I love Farah. She, this was basically her look when she went home in season nine. I don't know if you saw the meme, but Jasmine Masters' look. Yep. Uh, when she went home, and Farah when she went home on All Stars, back to their seasons were just a little glow up, right? They were yep. very similar. And this look to me was, it was just, a, I was like, this is a, this is a in-season look. This is not an all-stars look. Yeah, it looks is, beautiful. This is, it, I feel it. like both of those cases, it's the Marge Simpson Chanel dress situation. Like, yes. you've repurposed the look for something else in a way. And I agree. I felt like I was not really seeing much different from the the that shot of Farah going home in season nine. Right. Uh, 
yeah, I guess my note was like, I mean, everything looks great. Everything's in place. I mean, I see somewhat of a glow up, certainly. But yeah, I guess I'm just like looking for the surprises. You know, I think if she stuck around longer, how much longer were they going to let her do pink hair? You know, right. Well, as Marge Simpson would say, sometimes you just have to laugh. <laughs> and then just sit there and not laugh. <laughs> Uh, okay, let's talk about Monet's look. This was, I found out, designed by Project Runway alum, Christopher Palou. Oh, lovely. Oh, good. Yes. Yeah, this Cheryl Lee Ralph look. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I, I loved it. I When Rue said that, I was like, and I love That's that. That's it. That's, That's it. great. She's starting to elevate her runway. I think that. I think it's great. I think she looks beautiful. Mm-hmm. Do I think it was the best look on the runway? I don't. Um, obviously, no. Manila's was absolutely stunning. I thought Valentina's was gorgeous. But if she was to go against Trinity in a red runway, uh-huh. um, I would pick this one. Yeah, I agree. I just I I think that the overall illusion I really liked. I thought Monet looked beautiful. I love the talking. The moment that I like just swooned for her all over again is the talking head when she says, "And I smell good too." And she just kind of oh, like holds yeah. that look, and I was like, "You." I can't swipe right for God's sake. I just can't swipe right fast enough on you, Monet. Like so charming. So charming. Uh, yeah, I just I think that it was really nice to see Monet elevated like this, and I think I want to just see more. And I know that's like such a frustrating challenge when these queens hear it, but it's just like, oh, you've got this in you. What else? What else? Like. You know, when you yeah. love a queen, you just want to see all the things they can do. You know, totally, totally. Um, you know, just to keep this episode moving along, uh, the top ends up being Monet, Valentina, and Naomi. Safe is Gia, Latrice, and Trinity, and the bottom is Manila, Farah, and Monique. I don't, I don't normally take notes on the deliberations unless like something crazy happens. I thought the vegan dessert reading of Farah was really funny. Yeah, um, yeah. And I loved how Michelle just like they edited out all of her frustration. Yeah, you can see. <laughs> her like looking shocked but like yeah no, no no you've got what's the tea for that argument um yeah you know i like that naomi in her season got to fangirl out with faith evans and in this episode she got to fangirl out with ciara totally. and both and episodes it was much- yes, she like did really well so it's just like i love that naomi has gotten those moments yeah and it was better than thanks a lot darling yeah exactly like she actually got like something other than like mild frustration <laughs> Um, so anyway, the, they, they deliberate in the back, uh, in the, in the workroom, um, America, I am so gooped right now. I mean, tote bag. That's also like that and Manila's like bulged eye look are my two new favorite nuances. Sure. Sure. Um, I, Monique really wants to plead her case. Uh, she's, when she talks to Valentina, I thought this was very interesting that Valentina, calls her very defensive, and then in the talking head reads her about being disrespectful to Aaliyah. Um, But what I loved, and I think this was like the nuance for Valentina, was Monique was like, I'm not going to hold this against you. Like, I understand that's how the game works. Like, ouch, but like, Mm -hmm. I get it. Whereas Farah was like, I don't, it's going to take me a very long time to get over this. Yeah, and doesn't that almost kind of tell you then that then this game isn't for you? You know, like, then I think she doesn't get it. Yeah. Like, I think if this is that devastating to you, that this might all be more than you can handle, you know, cause it's just a competition. I mean, it's not that it's just a competition, but I think it's consistent with what we've been seeing is that like, this is more than Farrah can take on. Totally. Totally. Um, yeah. It's, it's like, good God, girl, get a grip. It's like, you're on a reality show. Like, like I, I, I don't want to be one of those Queens that shaming her for crying because I don't know. 
people cry it's fine but like if you get eliminated you're gonna hold it against somebody like i are do we not get why that's you know it's like you gotta get over that right and like you know it, based on just like performance it's like farah even you could like objectively see that like in this challenge you you were the weakest and like right. it it's the only like fair thing to do you know and I think that this is setting up this. It's just interesting. They're setting up this relationship between Farah and Valentina. It it was very apparent that their history is still kind of raw. They're hinting at it. I'm curious to see how it manifests later when the we assume the Illuminated Queens come back at some point or obviously the reunion. Like, I just think that, like, either this is all going to be for nothing and they're not going to rise to it or it will be something. Right. Right, that's how it goes. Yeah, um, they do set up Valentina being excited slash anxious about this redemption lip sync, and I was there for all of the drama. I just have to say, this lip sync was so. It, it, it's gonna go down as one of those great ones. There's already that fabulous meme oh. of Valentina spinning into the fire. Oh it my god. So- I have loved that gift for years of the little like princess flyer spinning into the fireplace. Like I think that is so it's like such spot on comedy <laughs> that it was just like perfect. It was so I saw that on Reddit. I was like, God bless whoever thought of that. Um, yeah, I mean, the lip sync, you know, uh, Ariana Grande into you. Um, I, I, I don't know. I would love to, because Monet hopefully will do another Monet expose. I would really like to understand kind of what her intention was with the lip sync. I, this isn't meant to be a read, but it just, we've seen Monet kill it. And it just seemed to me that she was maybe putting in 50%. And yeah. I couldn't tell if she didn't want to win, if she knew what was going on here, that this was a Valentina moment. Right. It seemed like she was keeping her eye on Valentina the whole time. Like she wanted yes. to see the show as well. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like I... In the second time watching it, I wondered if Monet was doing a good enough job to not be embarrassed that she gave a couple of moments and hurt her hip. Sweet sure. little goose. <laughs> you, know? Uh, you know? But, like, be... didn't want to win, you know? I just think Monet has a lot of pride. I don't think that she would, like, tank lip sync. Like, I think Monet still thinks she did great, but she... I think now, maybe looking back, she saw the whole thing edited together and, was, and would now be able to say, oh it does look like I kind of gave 50%, you know, halfway through. Yeah. Because yeah. it was funny. You know, I got a little nervous for Valentina because she brought the comedy. And I think I said this in the hot take, like RuPaul loves the comedy. But there yeah. was no way with Monet's look. I'm sorry, that tearaway was so obvious. We yeah. knew she was going to tear it we away. We saw her right? reaching for it. Yeah. Another, exactly. Another bodysuit girl. It's like, I know what you're going to do. Like, yeah. It's okay. It's fine. Start with the bodysuit. Right. Um, right. It's fine. It's like, you know, the whole thing of like, we all know when you take the pizza out, you got to let it sit for a second and let the cheese settle. And I feel like yes. every time Monet tries to start slicing it, I'm like, no, yes. look what ha- look what's happening. Look you and what I happened both to the know. cook. Yeah, no, you and I both Yeah, know. look what happened to the um, cook. I, um, I think that, yeah, I think that we knew, we knew all the beats that were coming. We knew the reveal was coming. And so it's like, it, it really is, I think, like, okay, we saw that you can do glamour on the runway. What else can you do in a lip sync? Sure. You know? Sure. Um, I love Valentina's lip sync look. It was just like boyfriend's t-shirt sexiness. You know what I'm saying? Yes, it was like just out was, of bed. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was interesting because I think you know, and the Reddit's been talking about this a lot. Is like the the blurring. Um, oh God, so weird. It. We talked about this in seven when they were wearing those damn bodysuits. Yeah, 
they, they blurred out drag queens with like drawn on areolas. Yeah, and this was because they they blurred out her nipple. She wasn't wearing a chest. We've <laughs> seen Willem do this with with nipples out. We've seen Violet Chachki do this with nipples out. Like we have seen queens with bare chests before. It was. It was so bizarre that it was like it was almost weirder than the season seven bodysuit one because it was like that yeah. just felt like silly. This was like contradictory. It's a VH one, and I, that's all I that's all I can uh, clock it for. It's like it's VH one now, and it might be confusing because some some poor little Christian. Sorry, not Christians. Poor little ignorant person because not all christians are ignorant there's many beautiful beautiful liberal christians um that understand drag but they could turn this on and think it's an actual woman yeah yeah <laughs> and anyway i mean talk about queens look at the pope when you think of what all he spends on robes and jewels that's a rosemary's <laughs> baby reference um i love it but yeah no i i uh i hear you i think uh i just think it's really strange i think what was the? What did they see to say? Oh, we need to blur that nipple. Like, I, I like, know. what was it? I know. I mean, at the end of the day, I'm into you, Valentina. I'm onto you, Gia, and I might be over you. So yeah, you know, I think uh, I think that whole you actually don't love me little moment of RuPaul seeing it. We talked about oh, about that on sure. the hot take, sure. as if RuPaul's like, oh. Oh, I heard that. Oh, well, I will be remembering that next week. It's like right. none of this is real, but I love the narrative they're creating. Uh, I think that I also love that Gia was the final shot in the episode, in the exit, and I bet she produced that as well. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, I, I thought it was interesting how Valentina said, I made this decision confidently tonight with a broken heart. I think I mentioned this in the hot take, like, it was very much like last week with the fairest decision. Anyway, I'd like to see if that continues. Yeah. Because uh, yeah. it seems um, fun and Easter eggy. Yeah. Um, we unfortunately but- need to make an exchange of queens. <laughs> And uh, yeah, it's uh, I, I have I'm to. I'm tucking this lipstick yeah, underneath. Yeah, I had my I have this lipstick tucked between my breasts, but I unfortunately. Uh, oh God. <laughs> sometimes Latrice we Royale. win. Sometimes we lose. On. <laughs> oh, we lose. On. Um, he shall be lose. On. Um, I I I not without a shady edit or gag at the end. Farah goes home. She can't reach the goddamn mirror, and I died. Yeah, she, it was twice, and she was like, ah, "Damn it, so this fucking boa, this fucking mirror." <laughs> it was like classic Farah. She looks like Marilyn Monroe, but she acts like Jerry Lewis. Yeah, like it's. It was fabulous, and also like, oh god, give her a break. Give her I know, break. I know. Yeah, at least a step stool, you know. Uh. <laughs> Yeah, give her another uh, step. You know? As if I could reach it. Like, you know, I don't know who I'm reading. Uh, yeah, yeah, right. It's like, well, if, I don't know. I guess in that moment, I don't know. I guess you, you could kiss your hand and put it on the mirror. Okay. Yeah, I guess so. Maybe but then it's just going to look hand. like some smear. <laughs> it's just going to look like a murder scene. <laughs> it's going to look like you tried to reach for something while someone was strangling you with the with the vanity. It's evidence in a Law & Order episode. <laughs> Bum, bum. Um, yeah, that's my law and order. Uh, law and order. Yeah. <laughs> um, Marys, if you have any thoughts on All Stars episode two, the girl group challenge, um, we are going to continue our discussion over on Nuance. But in case 
this is where you stop. You got other podcasts to listen to. We love you for listening. You can send us your thoughts at All Right Mary on Twitter, or you can email us at allrightmarypodcast at gmail.com, or you can find us on the web at www.allrightmary.com. Um, I am Johnny also on Instagram, and Colin's got some contact info. I do. Uh, you can follow more of me on my podcast, In the Details, a celebration of nuance. I'm currently in the midst of continuing my Cherishing Valerie season, uh, or series, and you can get more of me on Twitter at Colin Drucker. You get more of both both of us at patreon.com backslash r8mary, where among other things, like a bonus episode every single week, you would have access to what we just did this week of a hot takes episode. We can't guarantee we're going to do a hot take every week but what we've got coming up for our this is gonna the pre the hot take we did this week was for our five dollar matreons but just to be clear going forward we are adding for our ten dollar matreons we're gonna be doing some uh we've got some one-off video projects we're doing and going forward in this season we'll be sharing some video hot takes Mm. so if you want to get on that uh, if you're either already a Matreon at a two or five dollar level, or you want to hop on, hop on at ten and you know get the full package, Mary. Get the OnlyFans realness of All Right, Mary on cam. <laughs> it will not be anything like that, Mary. Yeah, OnlyMarys.com. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, right? Oh, I love that. Right? Only Marys are Only Marys. Yeah. Um, <laughs> ooh, are you an Only Mary? <laughs> Anyway, Marys, uh, we have a last chance lip sync. Uh, Colin, I think this was yours. This you was. Talk about it? Well, you know, the, we're releasing this episode on Christmas Eve, essentially. And so it seems appropriate. This song is just so draggy. It's so Christmassy. It's called Christmas, for God's sake. I mean, it's Darlene Loves Christmas, Baby, Please Come Home. Uh, it's my favorite version of this song. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's so good. And I could... I could go on all day of queens who could perform this, but me in a towel dress to my cat, (laughs) top of the list this holiday season. I love it. (laughs) All right. With that, Mary's, uh, if you are celebrating Merry Christmas, if you're not celebrating, I hope you're watching some great movies and eating some great Chinese takeout. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, we will hopefully see you over on Nuance for more chit chat. There you go, Mary. Bye. Bye. Bye.